Suck. Oh, yeah, good idea to press that button. Oh. Shit, clap. Yeah, we need one of them. You didn't have a clap last time? No, it was a bit fucking hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, the humour. bit hard to, yeah, to sink in. So today we've got Lucy. Hello, how are you? Hey, Lucy, thanks for coming down. Pro bodybuilder? Yes. As of the 28th of March. Ooh, this year this you went year? pro? Yes. Holy After 13 shit. years. Yeah, I was going to say, you've been doing it a long time. Like Long time, but not consistently for 13 years. It's the, I've also been powerlifting as well. I have, I think, in that time, two years off. Yeah. Can obviously, you just bring that sucker in a bit closer? Yeah. Yeah, so there we go. Last year, obviously, for Corona, and I think 2017, I also had off. I was also coaching, so. Yeah. but not competing. So you are um, PTing or like full coaching? Full coaching, yeah. powerlifters. Yeah, so it what makes in, it very hard. What entails in a coaching a powerlifter? Like coaching is the programming, So, but I was also mentoring um, a few lifters, one girl in particular um, who competed. So I took her from where she was previously and just um, brought her up to a national champion. Wow. Fuck. So was, who was that? Uh, her name was Shannon Hastings, yeah. yeah. I'll put a little picture or something. No? One of those things, yeah. So the the coaching, um, that was pretty much 2017. So there was a few lifters, quite a few comps, regional comps and nationals. Yeah. So it does take away from your competing because you need to look after your athletes. You need to handle them. You need to program them if there's any issues. Also the, the psychological side too. So if there's, you know, they're not hitting numbers, it's also, you know, just working on that mindset as well and motivating, yeah. So it does take us. Yeah. Off. But I was also injured that year, so I thought, no, I'll take a back seat. Oh, yeah. And that's all right. Are you, like, setting the programs based on their weaknesses? Or? With um, the powerlifting, it's a strength-based program. So you're definitely on weaknesses, obviously, with um, the three lifts with powerlifting, bench, dead, and squat. So you analyse their technique and, you know, they hit their max and then you program from that max. So you work on a projected max, so the number you want to hit say in 12 weeks time when your competition is but with your sessions you're analyzing your lifters their technique where they're failing if you know they're not um, locking out completely if their setup isn't um, the best you can tweak them and it's also you know they may not have the endurance so we work on some general preparedness building some conditioning yep. as well because you do need to be fit. People think, oh, you know, powerlifters, they're just big and strong, they don't do any cardio. It's not cardio as such, but you still need to be physically fit. So yeah. The conditioning side, sleds, tyres, prowl, oh, all yeah. that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Mm. It's um, probably, a, it's like a niche sport, isn't it? It is, yeah. Same yeah. as the bodybuilding is a very niche. You, yeah, you could say that. Like, like everyone does it, but they don't do it to your level where... Yeah, there's, Do they? <laughs> well, look, look, let's be honest. When I started, I'll admit, when I started back in the day, it was to look good on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah. Because I've always, I've come from an athletic background. I was swimming from seven to 17, but, you know, I had a break and then I thought, you know, maybe it's time to train and I just wanted to get lean. I was slender. Yeah. But I didn't have that tone. So I was, you know, all about the six pack and looking good on the <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was like 20 plus years ago. So yeah, my age. Yeah. Were you living here then when you were swimming or No, so yeah, I'm Wollongong born and bred. Oh. 1977 vintage. Yeah. Um, and I went to Wollongong High. 
So I was. Oh saying, really? Yeah. Yeah, my wife went to Wollongong. My kids go to Wollongong. Oh really? Yeah. School. Yeah, it's good school. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun times. Yeah, a lot of fun. Good so years. your parents are Kiwi and... No, actually, my mum's Filipino. Ah. Yeah. yeah my Where did I get the Kiwi from? I lived in New Zealand. So when uh, we met, I was in New Zealand. Yeah. Because I met a Kiwi. It's another story, like I met a Kiwi. And I ended up moving to New Zealand instead of going to the UK for my OE. I'm oh, <laughs> <laughs> back in 2004, so yeah, many, many years ago. They would have thought you're a local, I yeah. think, from your town and stuff like that. You would have I'll, fit right in. Oh, look, that's just from, you know, spending time at the beach. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been really good weather lately, like, so, hasn't like, it? I love, you know, just laying on the beach and soaking up that vitamin D. So good. Hey, you know, with your training powerlifters, did you ever do a thing where let's say it's a competition and you told them it was a weight they've already lifted and but it's not there might be an extra couple of kilos on it you know the psychological thing um no i don't think i've ever done anything like that but i i, I get where you're coming from because i know some olympic guys have, their yeah. coaches have done that to them they thought they were going to lift a weight they'd already done yeah. so there was no stress for them they, they knew they could do it and it was way above what they thought they yeah. could do well wow. yeah but yeah, I have heard of that. That could backfire. It can, yeah. Look, yeah. I think if it's like two and a half kilo increments, yeah, yeah, it should be fine. But I mean, what are really the what are the rules? The rules are with um, okay. The squat needs to be below parallel, so you often see guys at the gym squatting high. Oh yeah, that was me <laughs> back yeah. in the day. But then again, look, that's not wrong either because as a bodybuilder, we can do that too, just to hit the glutes. Yeah, or you can go quarter quarter and then full range. And then coming up, but as a powerlifter, you have to break parallel. Uh, that's so the knees, your legs past, have to go past. Yeah. yeah, so the hips need to break that parallel line. Yeah, and and again, listening to the commands. So they'll, you know, someone will get under the bar. Depends on each federation. And um, if there's a mono lift, or if there's just a rack. If it's a rack, then you need to walk it back. If it's a mono lift, these hooks just like release. So you just get under the bar, and it's just. Yeah! Wow. wow! Yeah. So I have used both. Yeah. Um, back in the day. And yeah, so you just need to listen to the command. So you're watching the head judge, and they'll say, "Squat." You, you know, the person squats, they break parallel, and they come up, and then they'll say, "Rack." So as soon as they've finished that lift, if it's successful, if they hit parallel or pass parallel, they'll get three white lights. Yeah, right. Um, so the next one would be bench. Bench again. It's a setup on the bench. So really, um, different federations, different rules, but the main um, focus is listening to the commands again. So yeah. someone's unracking that person, a coach who helps the person lift off that um, bar, jumps off away yeah. from, so it doesn't obstruct the judge's vision. And the person who is lifting will be given the command of you know, start, press, rack. So again, the press needs to be, again, um, hitting the chest. Yeah. And it's often a pause. Depends on the judge. Sometimes they make you hold it longer. Ooh, yeah. And um, can this judge have some sort of, uh, say, a chip on their shoulder oh, with absolutely. Absolutely. competitors? There's, there's been people that make them hold, yeah, for, for long periods of time. Yeah. And then it's like rack. Some people like throw the bar back before they say rack, so that's not a non-lift. And um, when they're pressing again, so you may see like some crazy arches. That's okay. As long as what are what are the rules for the arch? Is there no rules? Okay. Look, it's to the advantage of the lifter. So getting mm. that arch, 
creates less range of motion for the press. So think if you're so arched and your arms are out wide, you're just going to be like this. And if you've got short levers, yeah, yeah. I was like... like <laughs> as we were talking about one person at the gym today. Yeah. Short levers. Yeah. And, you know, and with um, the feet. So some people may be on the balls of their feet. Some federations say flat feet. As long as the butt cheek doesn't rise when you're lifting. So you often see The guys, wink? Is it? No, not the wink. It's like, you know when you see guys at the gym and they're benching and their ass is coming off? Oh, bench. yeah. Yeah, so bench, yep. you need to be in a tight position mm. and your ass being on the bench, so the glutes on the, on the pad mm-hmm. and your feet planted into the floor and your rear delts back locked in. That gives you a stronger position to press. Yeah, okay. So when the ass comes off, like, you know, it's, it's a no lift. Yeah. yeah. And do you have, like, so there's a few judges. Is there's there, like... The head, so there's a judge behind. Yep. And the person that's lifting off, then there's two judges on the side, and they're just, like, watching to see if the ass comes off. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. So if your ass comes off, does that mean it's no a bit of a cheat, though? Like, is that it because does, you're yeah. getting more? You must be getting more, like, the way that you're pressing, so you're getting some momentum somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, mm. How did you get into powerlifting? Because you, you kind of, you, when I met you, you were doing, was it physique? I was phys- a pretty physique? little bodybuilder. <laughs> you only just started, though. I started, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so I did the two comps. In 2008, 2009 in New Zealand, I met an Aussie. We had a long distance and I came back to Australia. He was in Townsville, so I came back in 2010. And so post-comp, it was hard because I had an old school coach. So they didn't talk much about how to prepare after competition. Mm. Now, if you restrict yourself, what's going to happen? Go crazy, You're yeah. going to rebound. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's like, oh, look, pig out on protein. Once you get that taste of carbs, it's just like, you know, the sugars are out of control. It's more addictive than cocaine. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that I know. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but it's like a snowball effect. You can't stop. So yeah. people blow out. And so you'll see people shredded on stage. Mm. And then the following week, you know, 10, 12 kilos can be piled on quite easily Ooh, because yeah. you've dehydrated, you've taken diuretics or, you know, you've cut the water. Yeah. And then you've influx of sodium and carbs, you know, this rebound effect. So it's quite hard to accept. And people, we, back then, we didn't really have the support that we have now, like with social media. So, again, my, my as I said, my coach was quite old school. Uh, he was about 70. So it Ooh. was harder, really, to talk. But, look, he knew his stuff. He'd yeah. been around for a long time. So, so he competed then? Oh, yeah, then back, in, back in the day in, in the UK. And he yeah, was yeah. part of the I. IFBB in New Zealand. So I came back to Australia, uh, stacked on this weight, and also, you know, when you move countries and it's just that um, resettling, you know, not working. I came back as a student. So I was corporate for 15 years. I came back as a student, uh-huh. had to come back home. So after being away for 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Like, Whereabouts in New Zealand were you? I was in Auckland. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's kind of one of my hometowns. I loved Auckland. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. Wellington too because Wellington, just so much character. Yeah, well, it's got a bit more going. But the yeah. wind was just a killer. Oh, yeah. I hated that, but um, you yeah, had some fun times. I yeah. loved um, Auckland. Yeah, I've yeah. only been to Queenstown. Oh, that's, that's a nice place. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's we not a bad place. We drove to the airport, but not the Queenstown airport. What's Christchurch or something? Maybe it was Christchurch. Yeah, Christchurch it was a long time ago, yeah. yeah. But the drive, drive. I remember the drive was, man. oh, my God. You don't want to take it's your like, camera because yeah. you'll be stopping every two yeah. seconds. Yeah. There's <laughs> nothing like it. It's yeah. so beautiful. So I, it was a blessing in disguise. 
moving to New Zealand. No, if I'd gone to the UK, it would have been just repeating what I did in Melbourne. You know, it wouldn't be career progression, but New Zealand was career progression and, you know, it's closer to Australia. Mm. So I, it was a, a good experience. And I came back, so I blew out, so I stuck on a lot of weight and I didn't... I kind of fell out of love with bodybuilding and I was trying to find something and, you know, um, I tried different gyms and I just wasn't happy. My sister, who was boxing at the time, yep. she introduced me to a place in Wollongong where there was strongman and... She said, you should come and give this a go, something different. What was that, Jim? That was rock solid. Okay, yeah, yeah. I remember you when you were training there. Back in, Some um, big boys there. Big boys, yeah, back <laughs> in um, Unandera. So that was an eye-opener because back in the day when I first started um, bodybuilding, my sister said, you should get pa- into powerlifting. I said, I want to do that shit. <laughs> I, I was so vain. I was like, no, nah, that's not for me. Um, and then I, I came over and I, I got into the strongman, which was good because... It's a different sort of sport altogether. It's, you know, with the lifts, you've got so many different things. And there's also Highland Games, which I did as well. Oh, wow. What's the Highland Games? Highland Games, there was two guys, um, Rob Mitchell and Stephen Henry. So they own Highland Games, I think Illawarra. Yeah. So there's like the Caber Toss. Oh, yeah, you haven't seen that up at oh. um, I ha- Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so fucking good. wild. And you did got, a full caber? Yeah, so you had to like lift up this caber and then like toss it. It's mm. like a lamppost for people mm. to donate. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. But it's man. just the yeah. angling and holding it. And what else did we do? There was a Hugel stone carry. There was like, oh, there was so How far is the stone carry, do you remember? It was long, like 10, 20 metres. And it's heavy. Yeah, it's not just an ordinary yeah. rock, is it? And <laughs> all these um, Atlas stones. What else were Highland Games? I think... Some toss over the bar. Yeah, yeah. Some like a keg? Not a keg. There was a keg toss, but this ah. thing was like, um, you know the hammers that they used to throw? Yeah. But just the, like a piece of concrete with a hook. Oh, and you geez. had to throw it over. Yeah, so that, that <laughs> oh, was cool. interesting. So we did that as well. In a kilt? I didn't have, no, I didn't wear the kilt, but the guys did. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't practice, so I didn't compete in yeah. the games, but I did the training. Oh, yeah. Okay, and yeah, then yeah. I was doing the strongman stuff as well, and I'd competed in quite a few. Like, there was a log press, there was the Conan's wheel. What else did we do? The medley, which is um, log press, Atlas Stones. There was so much. And I really enjoyed that one as well. Actually, pulling, so with some sleds, I had two, two mates. It was a Biffo and um, Dean, and they bought their motorbikes, so we had to pull these motorbikes on sleds. <laughs> yeah, right. So it was like really good because it's a different sort of strength, and it just smashes your CNS. Oh, sure. But it's just you know that the, the training for that as well. It's not your typical you know lifting dumbbells. And yeah. Comp- is it com- compounds? Yeah. Well, you would do some compounds to help with the lifts, like a log press. Yes, you'd you'd press um, overhead press. Uh, also deadlifting, like axle bar deadlifts and those massive wheels as well. Yeah, yeah. And um, like a farmer's carry, you know, holding two massive kettlebells or two dumbbells and just walking up and back. Yeah. So a lot of trap strength and, yeah, lots of different and techniques. and yeah. So you fell in love with it after that? Well, yeah. it was because or? it was different. And, yeah. you know, I was, again, a bit self-conscious because I was stacked on this weight, but because I was really enjoying training. So, again, you know, once you start getting your metabolism back in sync um, after a period of time, so, you know, things started to balance. And mm. the powerlifting came later that year because we are doing deadlifts and I was quite strong with deadlifts. And I was like, okay, there's a national deadlift comp with Capo 
and that was 2010. I was like, okay. Well, we did a novice comp first and I had some good numbers. Bench was okay. But deadlift and squat were um, pretty good. And I thought, okay, I'll give it a go. And uh, I broke the record. Oh, wow. What was the record? Oh, look, back in the day, this is like 11 years ago. Yeah. So the the record was probably about 140 kilos. Yeah. Which is like nothing. Girls are repping that now. Like the benchmark today is 200. Wow. Wow. So, you know, again, it depends on what federation. Yeah, yeah. 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 But they've come a long way since then. So that's how I got into powerlifting. And I think, again, where that journey took me, I think, was one of the best things because it breaks up from the bodybuilding and it gives you that advantage over other athletes because that the way that you train with Mm. all those compounds, you build a lot more thickness and size. Yeah. Compared to a lot of just strict bodybuilding. Yeah. I think um, Arnold said that, didn't he, back in the day? Oh, absolutely. Because, like, Franco used to do all those um, strongman stuff too, like lifting the little minis and and things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. There's some photos of that, isn't there? I think I did remember one time pulling a truck. Oh, shit. So that's, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like, you know, you're there and, you know. Yeah. So what's your um, diet like for powerlifting? I'll be honest, Everything. when I first started, look, I did have a good understanding of nutrition, but mm. again, on comp day, you want fast digesting foods. You can't be sitting there having, uh, look, obviously a good hearty breakfast, but on a comp day, the nerves as well. So you want quick yeah. acting. So a lot of lollies, Gatorades, um, <laughs> amino acids, obviously pre-workouts back then, um, bananas, dried fruits, things like that. But, you know, if I was going in for a max lift, with bodybuilding or sorry, with strongman or powerlifting, I'll be honest. I used to have one or two donuts beforehand. There'd always be lollies. Like yeah. If it was max testing, I'd be eating quick acting carbs to replenish the glycogen because yeah. it's a long time between each lift. You know, five minutes. You want to keep your energy up high. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't as good as say now as a bodybuilder, mm. but you know. So what are you? What's your diet like in comparison now? Very clean. Yeah. But it's taken a while, you know, it's, it is... So do you stay clean or do you... I'm all, I'm all the way or nothing. Like, I like indulgence. Yeah, yeah. I don't like to be strict and regimented all the time. Yeah. I, you know, life is for living. Um, and I've never... Obviously, during comp prep, I'm very strict. Mm. Um, but when I'm off-season, more balanced. Like, I do generally eat clean because, again, it's part of my work. If I'm working with clients and they see me say at the supermarket, I've loaded up my, you know, basket with crap. <laughs> I'm not an example, but it also affects my energy levels. Yeah, and also, um, what about now because you're older? Like, do you oh, do you feel it more? Like eating clean. Look, I think it's also about just health and well-being, mental well-being. Mm. You don't want to be having too much high GI sugary foods because you're going to be having highs and lows and crashes and you get irritable and tired. So I want low GI, sustainable energy, and that works well for my body. And it's also, um, okay, I'll be honest, aesthetically, when you're eating clean and you're nourishing your body, you're going to be looking better. Mm. Someone's having a lot of Coke and refined sugars, chips and takeaway KFC, it's going to affect complexion i'll be honest everything yeah Yeah, everything yeah and mood and well-being like i don't want to be you know snappy and irritable and like tired you know you want to be um you know good sustainable energy clear you know want that clarity as well 
with thought and when you're working. Mm. So food is going to nourish the body and also the mind. You know? Yeah. So I'm a big one with clean eating. But when I do indulge, I time it. So it's around, you know, training or on the weekend. Like what I'm doing these days, like every Saturday I've been going out. But when I do indulge, it's top shelf. Like I'm not yeah, going yeah. to KFC. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. My palate doesn't like that. Like I. Yeah, okay. I find this. I used to love it. Like KFC or well, all that all stuff. McDonald's now mm. it stinks to me yeah. as I've gotten older. I fucking Subway just, makes me want to vomit. Mm. What the fuck is that mm. smell? I only go to McDonald's for the coffee. Is that right? Is it? It's not. But yeah, if I easy. want a, a quick coffee, yeah. that's the yeah, only. Yeah. yeah, just a large cap. I got um. We went just went on a little break. My brother he came up from Melbourne. He had a food. And I've been off bread for a while, but he brought up this bread. bread. Holy was it sourdough? It was the yeah. best I sourdough, like sourdough I've ever had. There's some Stop. Jewish bakery yeah. down there, and there's like queues at like was that sim- balaclava. I think it might oh, have been. Oh my! Epic bakery. Is it? Oh, oh this yeah, bread. Right. It was like black on the outside, but it wasn't burnt. And that's a rye. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, a sourdough rye, and then they had all these. It was like a big yep. circle that had been cut into the. Um, all these buns and you just pull it and they're stretching. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, and it's fresh too and the smell of bread. Oh, shit. But, and also, because so I went off bread because I feel shit after it, uh, I didn't yeah. feel shit. Because it's sourdough. Yeah, sourdough so is what, good. And why good is it good? I'll tell you why. If you look at the bread at Coles, yeah. okay, back when I was growing up, you'd buy bread. Within two or three days, it gets mouldy. Yeah. You'd buy bread from, um, say, what is it, sun-blessed mm-hmm. or that multi-grain bread that's supposed to be healthy from Coles or Woolies, more than a week there has been no mould. So there's a lot of preservatives, yep. a lot of additives that have been add, you know, um, yep. added to that bread. And the process of um, the farming has changed as well. So the sourdoughs, yeah, they are more expensive in price, but you know the quality, the fermentation... You know, it's better on the gut as well. Yeah. yeah. What so is it? Do you know what it is in the fer- fermentation that... Fermentation, like, so fermented foods like sauerkrauts and, yep. and pickles are good for gut health as well. So they are prebiotic, so they will help with colonising the good bacteria in the gut. Yeah. So that's important. Yeah. Because, have you... Uh, do you know much about the... Um, so you, <laughs> I'm gonna, I don't know how to explain this, but I've heard it in different ways. But um, So your gut is... Sending messages to your brain oh, to tell you to eat para- shit. Yeah, it's parasympathetic, so it is in line. You know, if we're feeling moody or depressed, it's our second brain. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? There's actually neurons in the gut, so there's actual brain cells in the gut. Yeah. And, when, and the whole thing, you got a gut instinct. Fucking, yeah, that's right. It's a fucking real thing, it man. Is. You know, yeah. like you you look at someone, you got a gut instinct. They're a bad dude. <laughs> yeah. L- it's listen your to your brain. gut. Man. Well, it got, is. Males have got three then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two yeah. and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Like if people are emotional or they're stressed out, it's like you know, often when they're nervous or anxious, they get butterflies. So it yeah, does, it's a good way to sense. And so it's a, um, you can kind of teach it to like better foods, can't you? Well, it's, that's more training like the mindset. I yeah, think. and I work with my clients on doing that. You know, you need to address why. You know, is it stress? Is it boredom? Mm, um, yeah. or is it a deficiency in your diet? Yeah, you right. Crave, you're craving these food. women certain times of the month, so that's hormonal as well. So mm. there's many different reasons. But if it's just in boredom or emotional, then you need to address that problem yep. first rather than using food as crux. I, th- I yeah. find that yeah. um, if I'm busy, like I just, I've now started... Eat. Yeah, I've now started just stopping eating on Wednesdays. Mm. I'm like, I'm just not going to eat on Wednesday. I'll, I'll do a mm. juice or something. Do you fast? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah I've got, and it's fucking. Well, I felt heaps better, man. Yeah. You know, from it, and, and but I noticed when I was, I'm just a chocoholic and all that. Um, but it was, it's a boredom thing. <coughs> you go to the cupboard, yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, what the fuck's in here? And it's the easiest thing. I it's think like, well, there's a chocolate there. I'll have that. I like know? the mouth pleasure. Well, I like I pleasure. Too, you know like what I mean? <laughs> you yeah. just like it's a different pleasure. I just, <laughs> you just want to part. You know, like something that tastes good for that. Oh, I'm the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's. Uh, I've heard it's. Um, I don't know, Sheldrake's saying, oh, no, it's this guy, Robert Wilson, that it's, especially in America with this obese thing, it's yeah. a substitute for sex. People, mm. aren't, people aren't getting Serotonin. this pleasure, mm. you know, so they're trying to get it from the food and they're not get it from the interactions mm. with the people. They people have, have to know. start putting out more. Well, that's, well, that's a- more, <laughs> more fucking, man. Free love. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Sex for everyone. Yeah. Start a petition. <laughs> they had it right in the 60s <laughs> and they fucked it up. We need, we need a revolution and it's going to come full circle. It will. I hope, oh, I hope I'm alive for that. Oh, it's, it's happening now. <laughs> just need to get on that train. Yeah. So how do you, if you've got like a new client come along, how do you like say, all right, I need to get you on this decent path of eating right and training properly? Well, we go through an assessment to you know see what their goals are, what they want to achieve. And but I have worked and coached clients on that, so it's a, a touch base weekly or you know maybe two two times a week, and it creates accountability. So when they start logging everything they eat and they can see, mm. and it's also educating them too with what they're eating and how that yeah. affects their mood and energy and also with their goal, is that going to help you achieve that goal or is that setting you back? So it's about teaching them that, uh, you know, what yeah. you do is going to lead you or, you know, hold you back from that goal. Yeah. So it's a matter of um, just... Again, getting into the mindset and understanding why, and trying to break break those behaviours. So they, you know, finding what the triggers are, and then stopping yeah. before they, you know, indulge yeah. into that shitty mm. yeah. food. Well, and just being busy, like even just not watching TV. Mm. There's yeah. other things you could be doing, man. Absolutely. You know, because when you're sitting TV, you want to eat some popcorn or something. You oh, know. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And but it, it's like you were saying, like everything in moderation, including moderation. And if you're going to have a blowout, have a fucking good blowout. Oh, you know, like. Yeah. Eat that bit of yeah. cake and really enjoy it. Mm. Don't stress out about it, yeah. you know, because that's, that's another There's thing. No when guilt, you, yeah, no guilt that guilt eating, that shit, because you're not even getting the proper pleasure yeah. from it, eh? Because there's a backlog of, oh, I shouldn't be doing this, and that's <laughs> fucked. And that <laughs> creates unhealthy um, behaviours as well. So it's like if I indulge, it's, you know, top shelf, and I enjoy it because, it, again, it's that pleasure. Mm. Um, what What is your favourite at the moment? Oh, it's always oysters. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's so, Holy that's, shit! Yeah. It's not even that bad, really. You've been down. Uh, we were just found this place down on the Shoalhaven River. My mum picks them up and brings them back. Oh, this place! Uh, um, they shuck them fresh there in mm. front of you down on Woodford. And this, fuck, I should have bought the shell. And it's the size of this oh, hand. Oh, no, they're fucking gigantic. Jesus! Oh man, they are the humongous. Bomb. Yeah, wow, fantastic. So, what do you do? You go to a certain place well, to get where these they oysters. Used to have, um, Seafood buffets. Yeah. Mm. Back prior, prior Straight to, COVID, to the oyster. Yeah. I'd be like, you know, the seafood would be just like 50, I think, was my max. Oh, wow. Well, just a little bit of salt on there or? Lemon juice, salt. I like the natural. I don't like the um, Kilpatrick. Nah, it's just bacon and yeah. Worcestershire. But, I, yeah. So there's been other places I think they've had some red, vinegar, vin, red vinegarette. Yeah, and shallots or something. Yeah, shallots and they'll put some... Wine, um, yeah. So other places may do it more fancy. <laughs> yeah. I found Japanese the um, well, well, yeah. What I've done, well, these ones, these huge ones, uh, a bit of that seaweed, not not the nori, but the 
Yeah, it's like a kelp. It's a really bright green, yeah. little threads. Put that on, then get some um, salmon roe, like the eggs. I love roe, yeah. Oh, yeah, put that, delicious. and then some sesame oil on top of that. Sesame oil. A drop, drop of that. Oh, holy yeah. shit, you're in heaven. Yeah, Matt's, a, Matt's a chef, if you well, can't tell. I was back in the day, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, definitely like oysters, yeah. big steaks. Like, uh, where did I go? Are these bad? Not really, no. But these we had, sound like everything. So I, this was last Saturday, so yeah. it was um, scallops as well. Had some bruschetta and some yep. tuna carpaccio and a bit of dessert. So that's my indulgence. Cakes, yeah, I do have it's a fairly clean, really. Yeah, pretty good indulgence. Oh, right, but again, we're talking the quantity. Yeah, you know, okay. I'll have quite a few little entrees. Yep. And again, I'll go to Thai, somewhere in Barangaroo in Sydney. Um, but prior to that, after com- an um, octopus... As well? Yeah, well. Mediterranean style. I love octopus, really? but I felt really bad after watching that octopus documentary. What documentary? Uh, oh, the mates. My, my friend, the octopus. Yeah. They're fucking smart animals, man. They're, they, they are. They are really super. Have you they've seen got eight brains. You know, talking about a gut brain. No. They've got a brain per fucking per tentacle. tentacle. Or something like that. Plus their main ones. And, oh, yeah, interviews these scientists. Well, there's another thing came out after that. And the scientists saying they were doing tests on octopus. And he goes... You do, you know, you walk into the lab and you've got fish and all this. They don't even know you're fucking there. But the octopus is eyeballing you yeah. and he's pissed off and he wants to go mm-hmm. fucking home. And this one octopus would just spit at him the whole time. He walked past and would spit at him. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I actually stopped. I love octopus, but I've kind of stopped it. I don't know what the moral, morality yeah, they're, of they're very I'm not sure, smart, aren't they? They kind of freak me out. If they were from another, you know, like if... Oh, they're aliens, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're aliens. Something's yeah. fucking wrong. Yeah, yeah, they're crazy. There's one that... There's a YouTube video of one escaping out of a porthole of a ship. Yeah, you yeah. seen that one? No. Yeah, and they the, like... Yeah, it's tiny out. and it's just like, fuck this. And it gets stuck because it's mouth, the beak. Oh, but no. It, it, let no, it, out, it does get out, oh, but it kind of gets jammed and then it... Yeah. Wriggles off, but well, they can get through crazy. holes that are smaller than their actual bones because they do have a bone, a bit of cartilage, but they can manipulate it to get through there. That's so, amazing. Even the jar, have you seen the jar? And it, yeah, yeah, undoes turns, the jar yeah, from the inside. Can open a jar up and all that. They're, get they're out. very fucking smart, really. Yeah, freaky, freaky animals, man. Yeah. So if you're going to eat clean for your competition, mm. I've heard. So I used to work with this guy who did a few comps, and he goes, "I was that sick of eating tuna." I was finding new ways of eating tuna. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So he was putting it in a blender with Diet Coke and just drinking oh, <laughs> Look, I'm all about taste. And, you know, I'm quite innovative with my cooking. So the way I was getting um, – I was having a lot of pumpkin because pumpkin's quite rich in fibre. So okay. I was boiling it up and I'd only use Kent pumpkin because it's sweet. Yeah, okay. And I'd boil it up, puree it, and then I'd mix vegan protein. I'm not vegan, but mm. I'm, I've got a lot of allergies, so I use vegan protein. Oh. So I'd put like a chai or a salted caramel, and I'd mix that together, and a bit of gelatin, and set it like a dessert. So I was getting high protein, and pumpkin's low carb. So that was another meal I'd have probably until three weeks out. I have sweet potato. I'd make them pancakes because I'd use egg whites. And, yeah. And... That's just egg white and sweet potato, so protein, carb, and a teaspoon of, say, cinnamon or vegan protein powder. So that's the way I would, you know, try and get some variety. Yeah. So, look, the chicken and broccoli, that's so old school. I don't think I'd have any broccoli this time. Yeah, well. Yeah, so I had different things like, you know, chicken, turkey, white fish. I had kangaroo up until three weeks. Kangaroo always works for me. Do you like kangaroo? Love kangaroo. Yeah, it's beautiful. So good. So many. 
Yeah. Mm. Do you get the herb and garlic one or do you make your own? Um, I was using the herb and garlic, but then I had to wash that seasoning off because of the sugars. Oh, it's got sugar. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah wood. Yeah, I've never read it. But like, off-season kangabangers are a staple. Yeah. Um, today, after I left you, I had um, I made burgers. You know what? I got home at three. I was starving. So I got some kangaroo patties. I had a low-carb bun. And just like decked it out with you know beetroot, mushroom, tomato, bit of hummus, and sweet potato fries. So that sounds good. Yeah, that yeah. sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. I'm getting hungry. Yeah, but just during prep, like I was having a lot of greens. I was having you know things like okra. A lot of I would just eat sugar snaps. Yep. Like nothing because again you know that crunch factor. Yeah, so something's yeah. happening, oh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 So you know, for me, like I didn't crave because my food was quite balanced. Yep. And and you say focus on like I've been doing this so long. Yeah. So is know, there a peak in a trough like our mate Mark who's not here but what his shirt? His shirt is his nice shirt. His shirt's on. This is yeah. his old one. Very sharp so, uh, shirt. Yeah, he's got a fight in uh, in a week, twenty third of April on uh, road trip Fox. down to Canberra. We're going down oh, to yeah. watch him fight and do a bit of filming. But um, yeah, so obviously for fighters, you know, he's got to drop weight, get to a certain weight to fight. Is there something similar that you go through for well, bodybuilding? Carmen like, was, look, my sister was the same. Back <coughs> in New Zealand, look, I was going for a national title. She was going for a national title in Muay Thai, but she also did boxing. Yep. So I had to help her with her weight as well. So clean nutrition. Yeah. And again, the timing and just enough carb again so that she's got that fuel to train. Mm. So again, it, it's all about preparation, how you are in the off-season, what your weight is. And it's also with boxing and also powerlifting, you can cut that water. So it's either you sit in a sauna, which is not the best, unless you've got a 24-hour weigh-in, then you can rehydrate. Yep. Or that you do the water manipulation by drinking like eight litres over three days and dropping it down. How does that work? Oh, wow, really? So okay. it, what essentially happens, and I've done it, it tricks the body. So generally I will drink four litres a day. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a lot I of fucking... Be, but I don't, maybe about three. Yeah. So you get up to four litres when you're prepping. So in the peak week... And boxers will do this as well in the powerlifter. So we'll double it to eight. So you're drinking eight litres, eight litres for three yep. days. And then you drop it down to four. So your body is getting into the mode of pissing out mm, a lot of Everything, water. yeah. So yeah. you're down to four. Oh, then you yeah. cut it down to two. So it's still pissing. And then you cut it down to one. And then you cut it, cut it out half an hour, um, 12 hours before comp. So it's retrained your one of the hormones. And you're flushing the body. So it's pissing out all this water. And that's how you essentially dry out. Wow. Yes. So it's that water manipulation as well if you don't want to use diuretics. Because diuretics yeah. can work to help yeah. the body excrete that water. Is that the same as wine as well a few days out? Or? Vodka, no. Oh, vodka. Vodka the night before, that's my staple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how much vodka? Only two shots. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's enough. I don't. But that's it. enough to that's dry enough. you right out? I tried it in my off-season. So during, during my, you know certain nights out, I'd be you know, looking at myself the next morning like, gee, I'm really good. Because <laughs> like, I was drinking vodka. I yeah. drink vodka. Oh, I should drink other things too. But vodka is the best because I'd wake up and be just dry as. Yeah, wow. Mm. So is there a weight, like a weight limit per category, I'm guessing? like For bodybuilding? Yeah. Uh, not in my division. Back in the day when I first started, there was under 55, over 55. Yeah, okay. And some other federations, like under 52, you know, they were like really tiny. Yeah. 
Um, but the men there is, like, they'd be, like, under 65, 75, 85, you know, going up to... All the way up. Over, under 100, over 100. But women, not generally not anymore. So why bodybuilding, like? Why? Yeah, I want to... Th- this is going to help me with our edit. We're doing a uh, bit of a promotional videos. Yep. So, um, yeah, this will definitely help. Definitely. So why, yeah, yeah. why did I start with bodybuilding? Yeah. So with me, as I said, I was always quite athletic um, with swimming. Then, obviously, you know, it's had enough 18 you know you start partying and it was only until I moved to Melbourne and I had a close gay friend and he said to me like Lou you're really slender but your ass is starting to sag oh. and, and I was like <laughs> and he got away with it and I was like 22 at the time I was like oh fuck okay I better start training so I, I joined a gym because I was just doing cardio mm. yeah. and I wasn't eating that much I'll be honest I used to smoke back in the day so I wasn't eating that much smoking partying and then I started training and just worked worked on my um, physique. So it was more, you know, the aesthetics. Because, again, partying in Melbourne. Yep. So it was really to look good on the dance floor, I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah. But, like, then there's that step. Like, the what step. made you make that step to go, well, right, I, I want to get Back pumped. in Melbourne where I was training, it was – there was a lot of bodybuilders at this gym. And uh. I had friends. It's like, oh, you should compete. I was like, no, I'm not. I don't want to compete. You know, you've, you've got the shape for it. Like, no, but, you know, when you're young, it's like – it doesn't really, you know, stick. And I think um, it was only after a couple of years. So I'd moved to New Zealand. So when I moved from Melbourne, I was supposed to go to the UK, met the Kiwi, moved to New Zealand. So I went through the motions, again, stacked on all this weight, you know, moving countries, looking for a new job. And then it was just like trying training. I was running, mm-hmm. ended up getting shin splints, so that wasn't for me. I was boxing, too slow. No coordination. I was told yeah. by this boxer, Cameron Todd, back in New Zealand. I remember Cameron Todd. <laughs> you couldn't knock the fluff of a cappuccino. I was like, <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was just like, oh my god. So then I went to um, I went to Muay Thai. So I'll, get, uh, I'll give this a crack. Mm-hmm. So I went to one place. Um, was your sister was already like, training there? No, or? she was she was doing Muay Thai over in Sydney. Okay. And I thought, oh, I'll give it a crack. Went to one place. It was all right. And then I found a, a PT at Club Physical. So I was training with him. I ended up rolling my ankle because I had my runners on. Ugh. And I was about to go to the to Thailand, so six weeks later. So oh, no. To so actually train over there, were you? Yeah, yeah. just more the experience because my sister was over there anyway. Yeah. And it was good to, you know, get, get away for a holiday. And then trained over there, but just too slow. And uh, it wasn't for me, but, you know, I tried it. Then came back and you know was experimenting with different diets like Atkins. Went back to low carb, and then was a guy that I <coughs> met over there who was a bodybuilder at one of the gyms. And then I started really just focusing on more bodybuilding hypertrophy style training, and that's where I met my first coach, who was an IFBB judge at the time too. So this was at Club Physical in Mount Eden, and he said, "I think you know you've got the shape for it. You need. I think you should give bodybuilding a go." Okay. And that's the federation you're with now? The oh, yeah. Well, IFBB? I've, I've done, yeah. yeah, NZIFBB, IFBB in Australia. And, um, okay, so this was about 2006, seven. Mm-hmm. So I'd gone to different, um, well, I went with my, with my boyfriend at the time and he was taking me to different coaches for nutrition and things. So, yeah, it was an eye-opener. It was a big, yeah, totally different experience because I'd gone from like eating nothing like a bird, yeah, um, you know, low carb, and then bulked up, and it was just like big changes <coughs> with the body, yeah, and it freaked me out. But you know, you need to put that fluff on in order to grow, mm. and I didn't realise that at the time. But you have to just let that go, like in order to bulk, it's the only way. 
So what do you like? Like, do you like the discipline of it? Like all the challenge? Like oh, yeah, definitely the ch- the challenge. Um, you know, just seeing how far you can push your body. But it's it's the mindset. Like you, I think if you train the mind, the body will follow. So you can teach anyone to train, but it's that mental, that willpower, that discipline, that drive. What's what's your mindset? My mindset. I'm quite driven. I'm very motivated, self, you know, and very driven, and focused. So when it, I, I focus, you know, when I am have a goal in sight, then there is nothing that will stop me. Yeah, no stone unturned. Yeah. Cool, that will that'll work, heaps good. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for something Absolutely, good. Yeah, so I leave That's nothing great. on the table. So for me, um, I'm for me I've always been this, as a Gemini, all the way or nothing. There is yeah. no in between for me. So I'm either good or yeah. I'm bad. There is no in between. So when I know when it's time to flick the switch You're on. It's not, it's on yeah. and I there's you know, so much sacrifice and I have to shut a lot of people out and it's like just me. But we were talking about that the other week, and it doesn't matter what you do. There's going to be sacrifices everywhere. If you're going to do anything, yeah. you have to sacrifice. It's yeah. Be, yeah, yeah, you've got to give it 110%. There is not, you know, I'm not there to participate, mm. and I've always been of the mindset I'm there to win. I don't, you know, restrict myself and, you know, put my body under this amount of stress just to participate. Yeah, yeah. And you flicked the switch 13 years ago and you've (laughs) had that (laughs) fucking red line the whole time. I've always had that fire. Look, there's been times where it's like, you know, wanted to just give it up and I've gone back to powerlifting. So, you know, there's been times where I've been a bit lost and disillusioned, but, you know, I've always jumped back from powerlifting to bodybuilding, but still something competitive. The only time I've stopped is due to injury and also last year, Corona. But then again, for me, it. My body needed a rest after the year before because I'd done two big comps and the rebound. My body wasn't responding. Look, I'm, you know, I'm 44 this year, so it's harder when you get older. I'll be mm. honest, it's, it's, it's hard on the body when you res- put your body under that much stress to get that lean. Yeah. And it's just like, no, two comps was enough. And I think, you know, then blessing disguise, everything started like lockdown, lockdown, done. Mm. You know, we weren't doing anything in 2020. Yeah, I remember you put posting uh, videos on your balcony doing oh. workouts. On, well, I did though. Doing everything, whatever you could. For me, I think you know people say, "Oh, it's one of the shittest years." I think, actually, it was one of the best years of my life. I think a lot of people focused I, on some shit. I love yeah, it. Yeah. We started this. Yeah, we did. We refocused. What? What? Are, why are you going to work so often? What's going on with you? You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, help people reevaluate their lives. Absolutely. I think, you know? Yeah. A lot of them, um, you know, just. Sitting down and um, just setting new yeah. direction. Yeah. So, why did you wait this long to go pro? Like, yeah, what you've is, done it. It's, it's not about going, waiting this long. It's also, <clears throat> you know, building that physique ah, to be worthy. Okay. Like, yeah. You know, um, it takes time. Like, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. yeah. That's what I believe. And how does going, it is, going pro like so? That these competitions they pay well. Like, how oh, how do it's you? It's all for love. It's all for okay. Yeah. <laughs> pay. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that the pay is, I'm I'm the one that's paying myself. <laughs> okay, I've always yeah. been of that mindset. Like, if you can't afford to compete, don't compete. If you don't have the financial, you know, behind you. But you've got a few sponsors. The sponsors help me definitely with the supplements. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to share any? Yeah, definitely BPM supplements um, with Greg. He's been very good. So the supplements that I use definitely, and I've used through my prep. Yeah. So again, it's about performance, recovery, yep. and also reducing cortisol and stress. So, what supplements are you using 
Look, and I also work for a nutrition warehouse as well. So, uh, again, you know, sweet. my background being quite holistic <clears throat> and, you know, I've got the therapeutic side, but, again, sports nutrition is a big one. So, look, they, do, they don't replace whole foods. Nutrition is the number one, the most important. Mm. But it's also reducing you- that stress. It's also about better recovery. And it's also about, you know, filling the deficiencies within our diet. Like, unless we live in Byron Bay, eating completely organic and you're mm. not working, yeah. you know, we're exposed to a lot of pollutants and toxins. So, you know, there's a lot that you can take um, to help with better performance, immunity. And again, you know, when you work long hours and you're in Sydney, like, I can't afford to get sick. <coughs> no. And it's about no, that that's true, so, yeah. What would, you ta- what would you suggest for someone, you know, working all the time that not to get sick? What is in well, again? It's the, it's the nutrition. It's also taking rest when need be. But again, it's hard if you aren't working those long hours. But <coughs> definitely good multivitamin. But things like zinc, vitamin C, and you know anything that's going to help with boosting the immune system. If they're starting to feel a bit sick, you know echinacea is going to boost the white blood cell count. Mm. You know it all depends if it's upper respiratory. But you know there's a lot of other herbs as well. But I love ginseng. Ginseng is a great herb. It's a quite a good adaptogen, so it helps the body deal with stress so it becomes more resilient i've only just well i'm not really in the supplement world but i've only just really started hearing about ginseng oh, ginseng's great. There's in many the last 12 months yeah, red ginseng i used to take yeah. that the korean ginseng, the korean ginseng, ginseng. About malperformance yeah oh yeah, yeah. Good, <laughs> good to keep the wang up yeah. oh look there's a lot for that yes yeah, yeah. Yeah, in my studies i've yeah, looked into that <laughs> yeah. so things like you need some of this black maca you know zinc again increasing free testosterone tribulus you know, the ashwagandha Indian ginseng as well, so that reduces cortisol. Because if your body's stressed out, then it's going to affect your testosterone levels as well. So, yep. you know, you want to minimise that. So what's cortisol for people that don't Cortisol really is know. stress, your stress levels. Everyone there has a bit of cortisol, but if your cortisol is too elevated, that's not good um, either. It's hard to lose weight then, isn't it? Yes, because definitely. Because it's always around the midsection too. So yeah. again, sleep, if you're not mm. sleeping well, then the cortisol starts to rise. Yeah. So sleep is important because it's about rejuvenation. And your recovery, because when you sleep, you know, natural growth hormone is secreted, but it's also when we replenish and we grow, and you need that, just that restfulness. And do you think um, uh, going to bed on an empty stomach would help that? Well, I was, um, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that. An hour before like, yeah. would be my last meal. I would never go to bed. Sometimes I have. You know, Straight if I had up. a high sugary meal, then I've just had a sugar low and crashed out on the lounge. It's like, where am I? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's best to let the digestive system work to break that food down. You can't be going to bed with a full stomach. Yeah. Many, many years when I was younger, I'd gone to bed um, with a full stomach and end up having nightmares because, yeah. Not yeah, good. yeah, right. Happen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because your body's trying to. Well, that, when you're sleeping, mm. that's when the healing happens, isn't yeah. it? Mm. And then, but if it's trying to digest all this food and that, and that first, that's right. it's, so gonna, it's a lot of stress too. Yeah. So your brain wants to freak you out while you're sleeping because you're eating, eating cheese. Heard that one? Eat cheese. No. Fucking nightmares on cheese, man. Wow. Try it. Cheese. Yeah, man, it's a real thing. Oh my god. Yeah, all that. What's, what's in the cheese there? Casein. Yeah, yeah. 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 Ah, what's the casein? Ca- what's slow casein? Release protein. Yeah, I thought. So people yeah. do use casein before bed, so it's slow release to fuel the body while you sleep. But again, it's in a different form to the cheese itself. So the hard cheese has to be broken down. Yeah. It's good that you know all this stuff because mm. I didn't. <laughs> nah. Have you heard of NMN? NMN. It's um. I've been taking that for. I keep on forgetting. I'm shit house at taking taking pills. Actually, I got high cholesterol, and they want to, and they put me on the statin, like forty milligrams, no, which is a lot. No, get on some CoQ10. 
CoQ10? Yes. Yeah, okay. So yeah, really I don't really want to take the statin. Yeah. Yeah. CoQ10 is a good one to use. Vitamin B3 and the niacin is also going to help with flushing the cholesterol. So I'm a big one, very holistic when it comes to that, trying to avoid any pharmaceutical. Yeah, well, that's why I was... And, and also because I, how long am I going to be on this for? Mm. For the rest mm. of your life? No, mm. fuck off. Like my mum's my the same. I said, like, you need to clean up your diet. I, like, I get there to Wollongong. It's like the food is just... And it comes like, but you don't need to be on this. It's yeah. only a short-term thing. You know, you've got to clean up that diet, but they don't. So, so yeah, more leafy greens and things oh, like yeah, that. Leafy yeah, leafy greens, but um, that's also good for the cholesterol. The good fats as well, you know, avocado, avocados, and yeah. um, the oils like um, what were they like hemp seed oils and the nuts as well. Yeah, fatty fish, the salmon. Yeah. Do you do that. much broth? Do you love bone broth? broth? Yeah, absolutely. I do too. Bone broth is good because it's rich in collagen and, again, all those nutrients and the gelatin yeah. too, so gut healing. Yeah. Um, and as we get older as well, um, just the, the tendons, ligaments, joints, and also to keep the skin supple. So bone broth, I think it's amazing. And I, I was mm. drinking a lot of that during my prep. Really? I yeah, yeah. marinate my um, meats in bone broth yeah. and then cook that up, apple cider vinegar I love. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. So Bone broth, is that like beef foe? Like the, yeah. Similar, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Fuck, that's delicious. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. It makes you feel way better. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I have it and feel ten times better. Mm. Yeah. So that sort of stuff through the day, just drinking that, mm. just to nourish the body. And, like, I'd put a lot of herbs in as well. You know, things like rosemary and parsley also quite mm-hmm. good because it's like a natural diuretic. But rosemary is also good too for detoxification, ginger, um, turmeric, all those sorts of things too. Have so you tried the turmeric um, coffee? I have um, a turmeric latte. Yeah, right. I have had like... What's a, it like? Is it? It's quite nice. It just stains the cup. That's the only thing. <laughs> but I do like the taste and it's quite warming. So it's a good one because you've got the spice as well, like the black pepper and the cinnamon. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I had a ba- uh, turmeric shot my brother got me from that bakery. Oh, really? And it was lime juice, turmeric, a few other like vinegars or something, and chilli. Oh, man, it was. Is it turmeric or turmeric? Isn't turmeric, there an R in there? Curcumin. So- yeah, different names. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's what? amazing. Yeah. It's good stuff. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm a bit too. <laughs> I was doing my fast today, actually, so I'm not even liquids. Do you do any fasting? Um, I haven't. I haven't. Yep. I have done it. Yeah. In the past, I did it. How many years ago? Probably about five or six years ago. Yep. I was um, following a nutrition plan, and I fasted for two weeks. So I would fast until one o'clock. Um, for the photo shoots, I was fasting. So after the comp, I did a bit of fasting as well. But it doesn't work for my lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But I think it's great for cell rejuvenation. Mm. Definitely. Um, and also, it works with diff- some people's lifestyles too, because. You know, when people are on the go, and we get a lot of customers that come into the store, and we, we talk about their lifestyles, when they how they start their day, you know, and so it works for some people. Yeah, definitely. So you wake up and have breakfast. Um, I'll probably the longest I'll fast these days is probably about an hour because if yeah. I wake if I open the gym, mm. and I'm up at four forty five, so I don't eat until I get to the gym. You know, do everything, and then probably six a.m. So yeah, six a.m. Well. It would be the earliest I eat. But the, today, probably about 8.30 because I went for a, a walk down to the beach this morning. Yeah. So probably until 8 a.m., but the last meal, 10. So yeah. Not. Would you say it's a good way to sort of get started into losing weight? Because you, 
Just restricting calories, aren't it's, you? It's like, about restricting calories, and yeah, look, it do, it's a bit of a kickstart. Because mm. I remember that. That's yeah, how I see the scales going down. You're like, oh, mm. something's happening, yeah. you know. Whereas <laughs> if you're on a fucking diet, nothing's going on. Yeah. It can be pretty disheartening. Yeah. yeah, but it's also the water too. Are you drinking enough water? Mm. Um, and generally, people don't. And the first lot of weight they lose is the water weight. So yeah, you need to fl- start flushing the body. So drink that water. Yeah, to help with moving things along. Oh, so conversely, if you want to lose the water, you actually drink more water. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, people say, oh yeah, I drink about two liters and then more, three. Yeah. Because if you're drinking coffee, then that's a diuretic. So you need to have an extra glass. Yeah, to yeah. I was watching a, uh, this African doctor and he looked at it, he was talking from the 80s. My brother sent it through to me. God, he was onto it with nutrition. That. And he was saying, if you're eating, let's say, a raisin, he said, you eat that raisin, your body's got to turn that raisin back into a grape. So it's going to suck the moisture out of your body to turn that, that raisin back into a grape. Wow. And so if you're eating dried fruits, you need to be drinking a shitload of water. Yeah. And if you're Fuck, having, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, well, it makes sense though, doesn't it? Does, it does, doesn't you're it? Drinking fruit concentrates and that, you know, you always got to dilute them. Would with that more be the water. same with like beef jerky? No, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, basically anything like that. Shit, yeah. I better stop eating beef jerky <laughs> then I'm fucking up the, uh, Start the water drinking intake. more water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, beer, I find out with beer, like, um, this is good stuff. But not the know, burly big Not the burly big heads. <laughs> waiting for our case. Yeah. <laughs> but just in general, alcohol, have a drink, have a water, glass of water afterwards, man. And the hangover, oh, look, that's what I usually yeah. do. When I go out and drink, I'll generally you know, alternate from mineral water to alcohol. Yeah. yeah, yeah, one for one. One for one. And you Absolutely. don't get such a hangover, do you? Doing I don't these days because you know I've hydrated. I always have a big glass of water and I'll have some electrolytes before going to bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, and I'll do that. And a good, you know, a multivitamin too because it's going to help with replenishing what's been depleted. Oh. So I always have that. And then morning after, then, you know, it depends. I, again, top shelf. Yeah, it I'm makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. I've had, you know, vodkas and they've given me some cheap Russian standard. Oh. Like, what is this? Yeah. And I've woken up. How'd you go in Thailand then? Because they always give oh. you this bottom of the barrel Let fucking me tell you, shit. I remember my last night in Patong, mm. and um, I was drinking with the bar girls, and I had a flight the next morning, and I, I remember getting back to the room, walking back at 4 a.m., and it's like, fuck. And I woke up, the, the room was still spinning. It's like, I've got to catch my flight back to sleep. Oh. This is great. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What, what, what was I drinking? I don't know. I think I was drinking beers. Yeah, okay. Both beers, vodkas, anything. Oh, no, Bacardi, sorry. Yeah, but yeah. is it really Bacardi? Who knows? From there? Oh, actually, no, I looked at the taste. I knew the taste. Ah, okay. Yeah, I, I do like Bacardi, so it's either Bacardi or vodka. Well, I find that, because I like cocktails and that, but they always use the cheapest shit <sighs> in a cocktail, eh, yeah. man? And yeah. So the last hangover I had was because I was drinking cocktails and mm. it was cheap shit, you know? So and they always do. you got to pay for it. You do, yeah. yeah. That's, and that, that also stops you from doing it too often. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you, you tank up before you leave. Yeah. That's what I used yeah, to do. <laughs> Back in when I was like 19, it was like master builders drinks or drinks at home, then masters yeah, yeah. top up. And then yeah. you go out. And, and it's cheaper too. too. It's cheaper. Yeah. Well, back in the 90s, it was very cheap. Yeah, it would have been. We were all drinking water back well, in just... the 90s on the fucking dance floor. Oh, yeah, that's true. Everything was water, lollipops well, in your mouth. Yeah, oh. vod- yeah vodka Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> lollipops. And there was water. But the water was like $6. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, oh, that's good. Everyone's on Eckies, man. Yeah. yeah. And then they turned yeah. the, like, the taps off. They were all fucking hot. To hot water. Yeah, they did that. I went to a few festivals and they took the fucking taps off like they couldn't. You had to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> They're on to it. <laughs> Should be illegal. Where's Haley? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I know. Yeah. So are you coaching bodybuilding as well? No. 
I'm not. I've had a few um, <coughs> people that want want to start prep. Yep. But I found my niche. I prefer general population. And, okay. Yeah. And I've also got. I have a year ten PE class that I was um, that I would look after. Yeah. Weekly, and I had a golden class senior citizens because I work for council up in Sydney. Oh, so okay, I have yeah. a good mix, and it's just general population I train, people that want to exercise. I think when I first started, it was like, no, everyone needs to train like bodybuilding, you need to do this, this, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But let's be honest, like, people aren't after a goal. They mm. may just be exercising for stress relief. They just want to get in and just be active. Yeah. Not everyone's of the same mindset or, you know, direction as you. So these days, you know, general population. Yeah. What, is it, what does that workout entail, like? Oh, look, it could be just, um, you know, a lot of cable machines, lighter exercises, mm. just um, circuit, hit, hit style workouts, circuit style training, just general strength. But again, it is tailored towards the individual because, again, they may not be conditioned. So mm. you can't get them under a 60 kilo bench press. No. There'd be no strength. Yeah. So a lot of the, the machines. Mm. Yeah, machines are becoming machines really are good, aren't they? Oh, yeah, TRX as well. and Yeah. There's... Um, was I using slam balls, kettlebells? Yep. A lot of the outside. Do you like the kettlebells? Well, when in lockdown, I bought a lot of kettlebells. So yep. I think they're you know, quite a useful piece of equipment. I don't do any of the cleans or anything. Of nah. That nature, but, you know, swings in that, do you? Kettlebell swings, yes. Fu- yep. Um, but more deadlifts. I was using them for fast oh, yeah. carries. Do you still deadlift now? Not too heavy. No. Yeah. I did my back. When was it? 2012. Mm-hmm. In competition, I was going for 190 in comp, and I heard a noise. Oh, my no. back. Oh. That was my back. And, yeah, I twisted my sacrum. So it was Where's your sacrum? So where your pelvis is. Yep. It's twisted like oh, that. So well, that was... Just from the lift. Um, when I pulled it, mm-hmm. I must have twisted slightly. But during that prep, <sighs> when I was training up in the Sydney's, um, I trained without a belt. Yeah. My core was quite tight, but I think the fourth lift I was fatigued and I was going for a... I already broken the record and wanted to add to that. What was the record? Oh, so The Australian or...? The Australian record. Yep. So it was about 172 and a half. So my how opening, many records you got? Uh, shit load. <laughs> <laughs> World records, national records, and I still have the biggest bench under 75. I've seen you post really? that. A, yeah, like, <laughs> that's cool. So what's, what's what's the other ones that you have? Oh, look, I don't, do you, do I'm remember? not up to date with like okay. the deadlifts and everything, but... At the time, look, a majority of my bench records will still stand, but the deadlift and squat probably they've just long gone. Yeah, because the girls, are, you know, so yeah, you were saying they just. But back, yeah, back in those days, like 170 kilos was big lift. Mm. So that was yeah, so 2012, yeah. It's not that long ago, really. Eight nine. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not long at all. Yeah, so yeah, the, <laughs> that's the noise. pretty good. And then yeah, um, what happened? Then I was getting ready for FedEx, which was prior to the Arnold Classic. In Melbourne, they had the festival, and it was called the Fitness Expo. And they had um, the Capo Invitational, so that was the bench press and three lift or bench push pull. So the bench and dead. So mm-hmm. they call it push pull. Yep. And I was preparing for that. Again, I think I must have had a flight with my partner at the time. I got pissed. And then the next morning, I went to train. I wasn't 100%, and that's the thing. I should have listened to my gut. Yeah. Thought, Fuck, no, I need to train because I've already scheduled this session. Went in there, wasn't feeling it, and you know the coach was getting pissed off. He goes, "You need lift, pick up this lift. You need to get this lift." So I pulled it up, and then did my back in pain, oh, and that's when oh. I blacked out. And oh, that's when I really? Did, yeah, um, two discs. 
Fuck. Blocked out from the pain? Yeah. Wow. L4, L4, L5, L5, um, S1. Yeah. And I went home to Wollongong from North Sydney. Yeah. Went into bed and laid in bed and rolled out the next morning after some panadine forts. Yeah. And I was fucked. Months and months, just the pain. I've never had anything like it. Yeah. So that's your worst injury, I'm guessing? That would be the worst. Yeah. What they do for that? Anything? Or? A lot of like, you know, soft tissue manipulation, physio, and had gone to osteo as well, just for the alignment. But yeah. rebuilding again. My coach at the time, I won't name names, but just a bit disappointed because we didn't do much on the rehab on how to rebuild. Yeah. The thing is, I didn't train the legs for eight months, which is the biggest mistake. I should have done a lot of um, unilateral, you know, just say split squats, things of that nature. Or leg extensions, anything that didn't compress the spine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So seated yeah, stuff. Seated yeah, seated glute bridges. Yeah, hip thrusters, gentle and rebuilding that core. So, so what so did you do? Just upper body stuff. A lot of upper body, and that's where I revisited strongman again. Yep. Um, and I was training. For that <laughs> that, that well, doesn't really. <laughs> but um, controlled. Yeah. Man, but I could still bench. Yeah, I can't walk, but I'll. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I can so bench the fuck out of this. But yeah. I could because you. At that time, even though the inflammation was there, you can still bench with your feet up and your, yeah. foot, your spine neutral. Okay. So there's no pain. Because yeah. when I've um, did three discs in my neck, that was another, that would oh, be number shit. two. Yeah. How'd you do that? How? When I benched 140 <laughs> in a shirt. <laughs> Holy so shit. So I'd gone to press and then again mm. heard the noise. I was like, ah, oh, I can't bend my neck. <laughs> Fucking that was, hell. Yeah, that was at rock solid. So it was in equipped shirt. So the equipped is, think about a slingshot, you know, compression gear, so you've got that assistance. Yeah. So you can bench a lot more, but um, the shirt was, wasn't broken in. Mm-hmm. For, um, you need to really just slowly ease yourself into that one. Yeah, so that's when I became a bench specialist. <laughs> yeah, so no more three lift comps after that. I tried, but, like, the numbers were average. Like, I can still squat now. Yeah. But I don't um, want to aggravate that because I tend to get some um You're still not sciatic. 100% or something? Yeah, oh, look, it is, but like I just don't want to aggravate it because sometimes I get um, some sciatic. I also get piriformis syndrome as well. It's just that pain, which is like sciatic pain all down the leg. So Jeez. six months of pain and you can't even sit straight without pain. Oh. So it's not worth it. No, nah, no, for sure. Yeah, I haven't really done me back then. No, no. Because <laughs> no, no. fucking hell. It's the worst. Yeah. yeah. I've only just aggravated it here and there. Mm. Yeah, no, so it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't the best, but you know. So that's two injuries, is that? Two injuries? No, I've had more than that, yeah. But look, I think through injury you learn firsthand on how to rehab it and also, you know, it's not looking at what you can't do. It's like there's so much more that you can. Mm. So you've got to look, you know, outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the next one after that, look, it's like pecked here. So I had to pull out from a comp with that. And then rotator cuff after I benched, when was it? So my biggest bench was uh, December 2018. So I got 127.5 kilos Fuck. Yeah. at under 75. So I was about 72 kilos at the time. So that I worked hard for that and that was a big one because mm. my bench prior to the year before was 120. Mm-hmm. And you know, as a master lifter, that was quite big. And then I pushed through, again, not listening, ego. I'll be honest, sometimes it happens. It yeah. just push through. And it's just like, you know, getting inflammation. It's like, oh, it's nothing. Just, you know, put a bit of DP on there. And then I got a shoulder impingement, getting some treatment, still pushing through. And it's like, you know what, this doesn't feel good. Then I pulled it, said, no, nah, I'm done. And then they said, yeah, there's slight 
tendonitis and things, and then I ended up tearing it. Yeah, oh, well. Yeah. So that was January yeah. 2019. I went back to bodybuilding. So, and that's why you don't do bench press now? Well, we bench today. I benched well, the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I messaged a, um, a friend in Western Australia, said, because he's a powerlifter as well, I said, yeah. guess what? I benched today. The bar. He <laughs> <laughs> you goes, you're kidding. I said, look. Hey, we're going to make it look good. Yeah. You yeah, won't I'm even know. To get back into it. Well, I think last year I was benching about 60 kilos, 60, mm. 80. Mm-hmm. So it's slowly coming back. But again, as I get older, I'm a lot more conservative and I don't push it. Yeah. So if it doesn't feel right, I back away because I know, you know, the detriment that causes. So it's yeah. Is that one of your favourites, Bench? It was my favourite, yeah. Yeah. So there's still hope. Like I'd like to come back because I did have one more goal with the powerlifting. I wanted to compete over at Russia in the, at the Worlds and I was supposed to do that because I did the Arnold Classic. Yep. Um, Pro Raw. And I was Where was the Arnold at? That was in Melbourne. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that was good. So was Arnie there? He was there. Yeah. Oh, was so there? he should be. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. there was one, um, the first Arnold Classic in 2015, I won that one and I beat the oh, Russian, awesome. the Ukrainian champion at the time. So that was quite a good one. Um, great comp. And then, you know, I'd come back and compete. Mm-hmm. And then um, 2017, was it 2017, 2018? And then, yeah, end up tearing it. And it was like, no. But I'll come back. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fully rehabbed now. So. I had to have a big break from it and just use do a lot of dumbbell exercises. Yeah. But, yeah what do you what do you do for rehab? Are you altering your diet or anything like that? Or for rehab of um, injuries? Yeah. No, the diet's still the same. Yeah. But again, a lot of collagen, mm. and, and I love um, you know incorporating a lot more collagen because as we get older, we lose that elasticity. And as I said, you know, with the bone broth too, the tendons, ligaments, joints. And we take a lot of protein to help with muscle recovery, but mm. we don't do anything for our collagen and our tendons. This is all good for our listeners. Yeah, this is great. And it, so by eating collagen, it definitely gets into your body then. Well, like it. I know that when I've been, they feel a lot stronger. Yeah. And nails, hair, skin, but also my skin when I've competed, you know, compared to years gone by, I was a lot more drawn when I was depleted this time around, not as much. Okay. But yeah. it just helps with that elasticity. Look, again, it's the one percenters. That definitely make a difference. And I've got access yep. to that where I work. So, mm. you know, why wouldn't I use it? Yeah. And it's good. As I said, it's about nourishing the body. And, it, you know, it is anti-aging. Who doesn't want to look good? Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Mm. We're all vain till the well, grave, aren't we? Well, look. Well, well no, yeah. as you get older, it's like, I'm, I want to fight this thing all yeah. the way through, man. <laughs> like, I do. Fucking, what's his name? Stallone. I'm going to be him. Yeah. I'll be mm. fucking taking... Get me to 70, man. I'll take what the fuck ever. Absolutely. You know, as yeah. better stone than, on turn, I'll be there. Yeah. Fucking oath. Fucking oath. It's better need, than dying, man. We need you know, some so. uh, good dealers, I think. Well, that's why I was talking about... Um, well, that NMN. I don't know if you... Check it out. David Sinclair is a guy, and it's, it uh, helps the mitochondrial DNA and stuff. And he's he's gotten fucking mice, you know, the oldest mice in the world, to run like two or three miles and stuff just using this NMN stuff and How so it spelt? just and it's nono nono mucleotide or some shit like the N M is the acronym yeah I've got some I'll show it to you yeah so I'll it's it's kind of um it's, uh, a, it's a DNA repairer and it's um and fucking like he's, he's but he's fifty three or fifty four now he's, he's the got, guinea pig isn't he though yeah, it's not he, like well he's I've done it he's done all the well he's the one that, um and. Discovered resveratrol. That's great for cardiovascular function. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, and he's, anti-aging as well. So he, he's, yeah, that's right. Well, he's the one that discovered that, and then 
he was going to he was trying to sell it or something. It all fell through, and then all these other scientists came and said it was crap and all that, and destroyed his life's work. And so he's come back and he's and he did new tests on resveratrol. He was correct all along. Yep. It's fucking great for you, you know. The French people yeah, live a long yeah. time doing a shitload of red yeah. And so I take that, and I feel great when I take it. And then he's his new thing is NMN, and oh my, he's an Aussie goodness. guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. from Sydney, man. But he's at Harvard now. Yeah, yeah go yeah. for it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and well, anecdotally, I was saying his father uh, was starting to get a bit of dementias and all that, like he was pushing 80, he used to be a professor at uni and all that, and he was, it was on the way out, pretty much, you know, when someone gets that age, and he goes, right, Dad, I've got this shit, it works on the mice, what do you reckon? Mm. He goes, fucking give me some, you know, so Dad came back out of retirement and is now working at Sydney Uni as on the review panels and shit. shit. All, all Dad's mates are fucking dying with dementia and mm. that, and Dad is fucking... Just kicking goals. Kicking goals, you know. <laughs> the, give me some of that fucking... And, and I think once you get to a certain age... That's coming. It's yeah, not yeah, yeah. so fucking. But why just, would you want to prolong quality of life? That's, right. that's what it's about. You don't want to be yeah. lying in a bed, but if you can have but a quality think, of life as long as you can, that's I think what the matters. way we we used to, like when I was younger, I used to think fifty you were fucked. Like oh, your life's oh, over at fifty, and now it's coming like fast. 30. Yeah, it's yeah. I remember when I was, I was apprentice and was my head, she, head chef turned. Um, uh, he turned thirty, and I thought he was an old prick. Oh, look at this old prick, thirty. <laughs> And then again, he kind of was, you yeah. know, like there was, oh, definitely. Yeah. It was a mindset, you know, because I'm, you know, a couple of years older than you, and um, yeah, now looking at someone like Stallone, who's seventy five mm. or something, he looks fucking great, know. you know. Um, so why why wouldn't you? I'm embracing. Look, I'm forty four this year. I've got you know friends. My coach is forty nine, and you know, women are in their fifties, like they're embracing it. Like yeah. why? It's and also, about how you look after yourself. It and is, preserve. and, and yeah. this is the car you're driving. So why wouldn't you put fucking good fuel in it? And you want a racy car, yeah. don't you? You so know, that's, yeah, that's definitely my philosophy, and that's what I say to clients that come in. So you know, why would you put shit fuel in a car? Yeah, do you want to? You know, do you want a Ferrari or do you want a Ford? That's the annoying thing I find about it because ex- fuel is expensive. Mm. You know, and like if you, I'm willing to pay that price. Oh, I think the body, yeah. everyone should. You know. Um, but I think maybe there should be more tax breaks yeah, for things so. like broccoli and things like let's you know let's get our kids healthy. Get it, yeah. You know the healthcare system is is buckling under the weight. Mm. You know, but it, like this one thing about COVID, it kind of pissed me off. There was no. It's all about vaccines, staying home. But there was no real talk about getting healthy. About How to stick, prevention? Pre, about prevention and you all know? those the holistic side. But again, because there's no pharma involvement there. That's yeah, why. man, it's fucking pharma, right? Even yeah. in Australia with with our Medicare, they. The, they got long tentacles, and they can't really sell you broccoli. They're not no, broccoli that's right, sell. because it's not shit. making that money. Yeah, and um, and that was really disappointing because that's the most obvious thing, isn't it? Mm. You know, our body's designed to fight these things. You know, we might need to help yeah. along the way, but fucking the biggest like uh, is prevention. Food is also, medicine. You mm. know, you know, with the food and also your well-being, just to you know. To help with out in the sunlight, for Christ's exactly. sake! That's what they did in the in the Spanish. You know, Spanish flu should have been called the American flu. It actually came from America, and it was only a Spanish sailor got it or some shit. And they called yeah, it Spanish right. flu, but it was actually the USA flu. But um, yeah, but they, if you see the wards they had back then, they were all outside. They knew to get get these people out in the sunlight, vitamin D. You know, mm. it's fucking great. Yeah, well, they're saying that about vitamin D. Yeah, to keep the immune system strong. Same with Corona, aren't they? Well, that's what saying. we're talking about. Corona. Oh, okay, and how still no, and Come yeah. back fucking stupid. <laughs> what do you mean come back stupid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stupid never left. 
So yeah, it's a it's, and so you're a nutritionist or you work in a nutrition. Well, no, I work for Nutrition Warehouse, which yeah, is okay, sports yeah. nutrition, but again, they have a lot of organics and therapeutics. But I did study um, nutritional medicine, so all the therapeutics and... Yeah, it's great stuff, isn't it? Because I come from, you know, organic health food stores, and that's where my passion is. So yeah. when I left corporate, that's when I came back to do my PT, but I also started working with health food. Yeah. And that's where I wanted to make a difference, and helping clients again, because um, I've also had a lot of allergies growing up. So I, I've had... And, you know, a lot of experience with the therapeutics and using that over the years myself. Mm. So, I'm big so you know what you're talking oh. about. Well, we had a, a guest on Egg, and he was telling us some things ab- about the farming practices. You know, we're talking about a good sourdough mm. and that, and um, about how they actually use Roundup. And it's not used That's right, yeah. just to kill... Monsanto. Yeah. yeah, Monsanto. It's not actually used to kill the weeds in that because it's mm. actually not that good at it, really. It's used to bolster... The fruit at the end, so like two weeks before they pick it or the weed wave, they spray the whole fucking lot with with this shit. Yeah. And then that gets into our whole food That's supply. Right. And it, and also what it does, the roundup, how it kills the weeds, it stops them from producing these hormones that the weeds need. But the, the crops don't. They, they actually produce um, uh, roundup uh, uh, free crops, as in like the wheat can handle roundup. But that's because that wheat does not actually produce these hormones and nutrition that we need. So Fuck. this shit is like, like, there's a guy, an American doctor, I was watching him and he was putting everyone on, on vegetarian diets and that. He's in the Midwest, man, and everyone's just obese and fucking sick. And, he's get, and he wrote these diets out and only 50% of his clients got better and the rest got worse. And he, and he just didn't believe it. He goes, this is bullshit, you guys are, are cheating, you're not eating. And they weren't cheating. But then he actually went and paid and, and got their carrots and broccoli and that tested for nutrition. There was fucking no Devoid nutrition in it, man. Oh. Devoid. Yeah. And so it you be really illegal. you need yeah, it should be. The fucking shit should be illegal, but Monsanto are huge yeah, and they're even owned by yeah. a bigger company now company now. And they Who they, are they owned by now? Uh, a big Swiss company. Might be Bayer, the the medicine people actually. Big and Pharma. Big Pharma. Yeah, big pharma. Yeah. And who owns big pharma is fucking Bill, Bill fucking Gates. Bill Gates. Oh, fucking fuck yeah. again. Fucker again, man. And it's not conspiracy. He's fucking in no, it. Exactly. No, He's the big. largest landowner in the United States. In yeah. Yeah. Why the I fuck does this computer geek own all this farmland, man? And yeah. he's doing it in India. It's all about control. Yeah. yeah. And he wants everyone... Yeah, well, Monsanto, you know, like, with a roundup, it kills bees, this thing. And, and we hu- need bees. Yeah. yeah, we do, yeah. And we know... Watch and like, the bee movie. That's right. And fucking that. Classic movie. And, um, Jerry Seinfeld. But the people saying, oh, it just happens to kill bees. But I don't think it does. Mm. It's fucking designed to. If you're a CEO of a company, um, you, like... I remember fucking years ago, I used to sponsor a kid over in Africa and all that. And then uh, the thing came on and it said, oh, why don't you send them some seeds? And it was from Yates. Well, that's a bit weird. Okay, I'm giving this you know, kid yeah. to school or whatever. And then I checked out Yates. Turns out Yates seeds don't propagate. That you, you give them Yates tomato seed and it's the tomato is only the fucking one off. Then they got to buy the seed <laughs> oh, from Yates again. That's And fucked. so what they were trying to do is get rid of all the local African fucking seeds that have been growing for 30,000 years or whatever. And fucking get them stuck on this genetically modified shit. That's how evil these fucks yeah, are. GMOs. And they want to kill the bees because then you'll have to buy their fucking GMO seed that doesn't need the bees. Mm. Like it's fucking heavy stuff. Man. That's fucked. You know, yeah. There's a battle fucking coming. People are just pieces of shit, aren't they? Well, systems are. A lot of people. Like, it's you know, greed. It's, it's yeah. greed. Control and greed. And that's the, but the system, like if, if the CEO of Monsanto didn't do that, he'd get fired. 
Someone else come in that would do that because it's about profit margins. The whole system. I think generally people are all right, mm. but but also that you know if you're living in a like you're a rural family or something like that, you don't know any normal people. You That's know, right. and then again, there are the, the higher echelons. Yeah, mm. they're, they're completely That's enclosed right. yeah. in their own universe. They're all scumbags. Everyone mm. else, they can all aren't they supposed to be on front lines dying or something? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that photo with um, Prince Philip. I just saw it now, and he's fucking walking with all these Nazis at his sister's funeral. What? Like uh, his four sisters were all Nazis. They all married Nazis. Fucking hell! And um, and there's a photo of him, and he, he's a young guy, so he's probably had to be there. But he's walking with the Nazis, you know, mm. like he's hanging out with these fellas. So. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we got onto that, but yeah, it was me. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. <laughs> so there's a lot going on. It all comes down to nutrition. And it, it does, yeah. You know, and, and this is the car. How are you going to fight a revolution or something if your car's full of fucking bad diesel? Mm. You know? So, but yeah, it's about dumbing down people so they're easy to own. control. It is. That's exactly what it's about. And, and the conspiracy. Oh, it's a conspiracy theory, and this doesn't matter what the fuck you say. It's a conspiracy. You can just forget that person. You know, it's the one word to rule them all. It is, know? isn't it? Yeah, makes you kind of de. Um, it's like the word? like calling them Russian or something like that. Yeah, what the commie. Fuck? They're Russians. Commies. <laughs> fucking commies. <laughs> Fucking most people don't even know what a communist is. Most people is. would love being communists. Like, we don't have to go to work and we get <laughs> yeah. fucking free food and power, free housing. Like, especially now in Wollongong, where houses are one and a half fucking million for I a shitbox. Yeah, our money and is worth fuck what, all. And yet people still get paid fuck all. Our yeah. money's worth nothing. Do you know, that I heard that at work, actually. They're like, oh, we're on, we're on pretty good money. I'm like, yeah, but everything's worth a lot more. Yeah. Like, how can we be on good money if everything is fucking double yeah. the amount? Whereas dad could fucking, he worked back in the 80s and that. And he bought a house for 30 grand. He was on 20 grand a year. So that's a high interest rate, but it's still only one and a half years pay. Mm. And he had that fucking house paid off. And plus they probably bought a big car. Mum didn't have to work. Now mum's fucking working. Dad's working. Probably sending the kids out to work. Now they'll never own their fucking house, man. Only way... You only get a house because you hope you can sell it for more, mm. and then eventually you might be able to buy a shitbox somewhere. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a complete failure. It's so I think for a lot of people in the future, communism is going to be fucking looking pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wanted to talk to you about mind muscle connection. Mm. So how did how did oh, that yeah. even come about? Like mind muscle connection because I'd never really heard about it until maybe five years into training. In okay, the, so when I'm Talking to my clients when I'm demonstrating a technique, I get them to visualise. I get them. Well, I do. I close my eyes and it's like feel the muscle that you're working. So if we're doing, say, a lat pull down, Mm. we're not just pulling with our arms. Okay, yes, they are the levers, but you'll see people just pulling down. Where's the engagement? There's no engagement. You're working your lats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your shoulder and then pull and squeeze, contract and squeeze. So you feel that muscle being worked. It's the same as when you're training your quads as well. You're not just, you know, on a leg extension, you'll see people just, like, kicking up their legs. No engagement. You're not yeah. contracting and squeezing your VMO. You know, What's the VMO? Quads. The VMO is that big teardrop. Ah, the teardrop. Yeah, the teardrop. We all want that <laughs> fucking teardrop. I know, so you see them holding and squeezing tempo as well mm. and, you know, pauses. So, again, you're, you're squeezing and contracting that muscle. So that's the mind-muscle connection rather than just pulling with reckless about Yeah, that's 90% yeah. of people. Which, yeah, you'll see in, say, you know, a lot of commercial gyms. Yeah. Who, you know, don't want, you know, to think, oh, I'll watch a few YouTubes and then you know, yeah. I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
okay. I, I think found I, that when I first did a uh, first time I went to yoga yeah. and he said you had to hold your hands up and at a weird angle and he just said that he said but engage the muscle in your back you're not holding your arms up your back's holding your That's arms right. up feel that muscle so and I, I never even thought of that yeah. and then I felt it and then it was just not a big deal I could hold my yeah. hands up for as long as I wanted That's you know yeah I think everything's it, engaged yeah on. it's like you know when you're doing particular like say a deadlift it's not just about you know pulling the bar off the floor you know there's so many a compound mm. lift is utilizing so many different muscles so it's about setting yeah. position and then pulling um you know and engaging glutes hamstrings it's also the lockout and yeah so you're trying to mentally, mentally picture that, yeah, that you're every single that. muscle you should be to make that connection that's what i teach mm. When I'm demonstrating technique, mm. and I get I get that to be make sure. And is that, that is that always a mental process, or do you get to it a point a where the process. okay yeah. now like for me I know because I've been doing it so long, yeah. it's second nature. When you're first starting out, again it's in technique first, strength second. So like so people are going to drop that fucking weight down. Yeah, like ego at the door. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah that's know, right. You're just wasting your time. You're not going to build like even as say a weightlifter. They've been doing different, you know, their accessories in order to strengthen the stabilizers to lift those weights. So you see them lift explosively, but look at their physiques. There's mm. so much upper back muscle, the arms, the lockout, the legs to, you know, stabilize to hold that weight. So explosiveness is different, but they've got the physique to handle that weight mm. the way that they lift as well. Yeah. Mm. Have you heard of like um, Ben Pikulski's yeah. stuff? What do you? you what do you send me that? I haven't even like. I used to, actually Maria has been training me, my coach. Yeah, and we did some Ben Pack stuff for comp. Yeah, yeah well, so part of my comp prep, we did some of his um, uh, training techniques. I don't know this he, fellow. What does he do? What's, what's he's a pro bodybuilder on the big stage. Mm. You'd probably know him yeah. a lot I more than is, I yeah. fucking do. But okay. yeah, he's got some good techniques. I used to get into his stuff back in the day, but it, oh, that okay. was a lot of mind muscle connection. Yeah, definitely. That was. I remember, um, just say, oh, squats. I think he, he was saying, like, try and push your quads outward. That's right. So the knees, pushing the knees out. Mm. Definitely. So and you'll feel engagement. Yeah, and you just automatically think that and push the floor away from you. Don't That's think right. about standing up. Yes. Think that you're trying to push the earth away and you're like feeling all these different muscles. Well, that's it. It's not yeah. just, like, you know, hitting the quads. You need to be, again, you've got that bar on your back. So whether it's front squat or back squat, and again, it's ensuring that you're core switched on but again your arms are locked in because mm. you're holding that weight on your traps and upper back set but also your positioning how you you know setting your feet in the floor how far your feet are positioned you know they shoulder width apart are they mm. splayed or are they you know straight are the feet together you know you can hit the muscle on different angles but it's also just ensuring that you're engaging and switching on everything that you want to be working yeah i think um if you're training, I think you need a fucking coach. Like, I think well, the I still have a coach, even after like 21 years of training. Um, and you know, you never stop learning. Mm. You never stop learning. There's no. You, I had another um, coach as well as part of this prep, Pete Wall, who competed. I mean, he's another successful Australian bodybuilder. And you know, we went more back to old school and you know different techniques <coughs> on how to lift. So you know, I still pick up some different ways to train. Yeah, it's always good to mix it up. Yeah, it is. Do, are you doing because your rep range? I don't know. I've only really been filming you twice. Yeah, it wasn't super high, but 
at the moment because I'm still trying to rebuild that strength. Um, okay. God, I was so – I was like weak as a kitten when I was, de- <laughs> <laughs> I was depleted. Um, so the strength has come back now. So, yeah. like, you know, eights to tens, but, you know, slowly lifting the – getting heavier. Mm. Um, so your rep range will come down – yeah, look, I, I think eight to twelve is pretty good. Sometimes I go yeah. to fifteen. Yep. And or, or some, I'll go to failure. So if I was doing some bent over rows or croc rows, then you know the last set would be failure or standing lateral side raises. Mm-hmm. Then you know probably the lighter weight, maybe five kilos until failure, until burnout. Because the smaller muscles, better. You know, when you're for isolation, you can burn those muscles out yeah. by higher rep range. But say a compound like with a bench, you know, eight to t- eight to twelve. Unless you're doing an AMRAP, mm. you know, again, different different techniques. As many reps as possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't done one of them, they're <laughs> fucking killer. Oh, no, but they're good. Yeah, this guy, uh, Mr. Lucas, yeah, would a, run us through them. Yeah. Fuck, I used to want to die after <laughs> oh, that. They're good, though, because yeah. it's last, you know. Yeah, nearly, uh, you're like trying to swallow the spew. Oh, wow. <laughs> there's a few people that have made me, like, get to that. yeah. Where I've had to lie down. From just um, lifting or like cardio? Yeah. yeah, the lifting. What do you um, do for cardio? Because you're not really into running. No, so. I don't run. No. Yeah. Power walk. Do bodybuilders run? When I was younger, I ran, but my knee's not 100%. And mm. like, again, I've got so much muscle mass. Mm, yeah. It's, it's not, you know, um, conducive to my sport. So I do a lot of power walking. I was using um, the stepper. I was doing the elliptical. Yeah, I was going to say the elliptical. I... Where I work as well, we have a lot of airdyne rowers. So during the like, airdyne devil bike oh, thing, oh my bikes. god! But they're good though. Yeah, they the are. <laughs> so to build that, you know, lactic threshold, that I think they're great. Yeah. But um, during isolation, the lockdown, I bought a, a concept two rower because I said I'm going to make this my bitch. Yeah. Because I used to teach the classes. What's the kid. concept two, two? The rower. Just a normal rower, but yeah, the, the concept, concept two is, is the best you can get. Okay. So that's what they use in the CrossFit Games. Okay. So I was going for speed. So I had a, a challenge I set during my Corona time. Yeah. The Corona Chronicles. <laughs> and, and I was, you know, seeing how fast I could get to, what was it? Was it 20 calories, I think? 20 calories in 35 seconds. Yeah. I oh, know mm. I have to look through my Instagram stories, what, what my um, PB Yeah, was. send it to me and I'll post it. But I was just it. going like just hard out because I'm all about sprints. Yeah. Get it done. That sounds good. Mm. Fast. That's my problem with the gym. Oh, you know, I was kind of boring. I, and then my old man, oh, my brother was actually showing me. He goes, no, you just go mental. Go to the gym, go fucking mental for like three minutes, as hard as you fucking that's can. That's why the hit class is good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that sounds me. I could probably handle that. And then you're done. You know, yeah, you're then down. it's all over. It's all over. It's like ripping a bandage yeah. off. That's band-aid. why I kind of like doing strength, actually, because you, you don't oh, have to do good. many fucking reps. Strength like. was good because it'd be like, you know, reps between four to eight, so your accessories would be like eight. But even with powerlifts, like three doubles. Okay, let's just go max. Five minute <laughs> break. I'll have some lollies. Yeah. So I enjoyed my powerlifting because it was such big breaks. But mm. you know, it was all about the setup, and I was amped up. So, bang, let's do a double. You know, Did five. you do the um the salt? I What's have done the... ammonia, yeah, in competition, but I stopped doing that because this <laughs> one time I did it, and I ended up. <laughs> Back when the days with the jack, the pre-workout. Oh, so yeah, I'd take yeah. that pre-workout and then I did a few whiffs of ammonia and I was benching and I ended up having to stop the car 
and throwing up. <laughs> so, yeah, ammonia not for me. No. Not amyl nitrate, like ammonia. No, amyl amyl's different. Yeah, okay. Like, but oh, yeah, I'm familiar with amyl. <laughs> <laughs> the vapors on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah a bit of rush. Rush. Yes, that's the old rush. I'm like, oh yeah, I, mean, I need to buy some um, vapors. <laughs> yeah, right. The um, poppers that, they call it poppers. That's oh, right. Yeah. Back in the day, those um, the Jack 3D. We're, we're taking that at work. Oh, and I we're know. Working and then the, everyone would come into the shop. Fuck all these coal miners, and they would like be. Oh man, I want some of that pre-work, and I would just sell shitloads. And then they you was, would, yeah. And then they just had to stop because they were getting tested, and it was coming up. It was. was like, what was that? Was Jack methamphetamine? Oh, yeah, really? was it really? Was it Jack 3D? Was that Any what it was Jack called? Jack 3D, Mesomorph. Yeah. Um, one more rep, Hemorrhage. Mm. They all had that ingredient, geranium extract, which was very chemically similar to methamphetamine. Mm. Oh, Because I, ne- I had it like multiple times, as every coal miner did. <laughs> like at, every shift. Yeah. And you'd be you'd, wired for dust. Yeah, but you, you weren't hungry. No, <laughs> Definitely oh, had yeah. meth in it because you're like, yeah. Oh, that's great. And you've. Fuck it. Oh, no, no, <laughs> the, the, no, the scratching was from the beta alanine. It wasn't from the uh, beta itself. So oh, the okay. beta alanine gives you that tingling sensation mm. like electric fleas. Yeah. But, yeah, the, <laughs> the meth, similar compound to meth, yeah, you'd be wired, yeah. you'd be focused, and you weren't hungry. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Remember that, so I didn't that need kids crib. thing? It was a few years ago, and it was like a, a little balls, little dots you can make pictures out of. It was like a plastic, and they found out... It had exactly the same chemical as fantasy in it. Oh, G- GBH. GBH. Yeah, I think my brother went and scored a couple of these fucking games before. Licking the balls. Yeah, you have to look that up. Wow. Man. Yeah, look. man, these fucking little things. These kids were just tripping tripping fucking balls. Fuck. Well Actually, them. there was a, a guy I worked with used to go to Sydney, this pop puree place. <laughs> happy, I can't remember what it's called. The happy like, her- poppies or happy something? Happy herbs yeah. or something. And he used to buy DMT. Yeah, from fucking, and he goes, he goes. I didn't know what it was, but you had to use a burner to fucking smoke shit. Was it like over the? It was under the counter type thing. Yeah, it was back. So he was just coming around. It was a deal. Okay, yeah, because you can still buy poppies and all that, and get the old razor blade out. Not that you do. Go to, oh, yes. go to grandma's house. <laughs> I did that once. I remember um, when I gave up the restaurant and I had two kilos of poppy seeds because I used to make fucking breads or whatever. And um, then I watched the um, – it was like Australian food safari and they went and they go to different the cultures in Australia. Table. Yeah, and they, well, no, they did Poland and these Pol- oh. Oh, Polish ladies and they make – it's like their eggnog but they make it out of poppy seeds. seeds. And um, and they were getting a bit of a high out of it. I'm like, well, I've fucking got two kilos of this shit. I'm never going to use. I poured it and two kilos and and like a liter of milk and slowly just simmered it. And then I strained it and drank it. Oh my! It felt like I'd taken ten packets of Panadol or something. Like it was. I I think maybe I'm allergic to opiates because I can't take Panadine for that. I just feel kind of shit on it. And oh man, I was like, like I melted through the fucking floor, man. Fucking hell! But yeah, and. I mean, Mythbusters did it. If you want mm. to fail your drug test at work in there, two, poppy two seed. poppy seed bagels will do it for Dude, you, man. I, I only Seinfeld need to take a... Yeah, was that Seinfeld? Oh, was yeah. She, had a, um, she did eat a bagel and she had a poppy seed stuck in her, her tooth and she couldn't go to Malaysia. Yeah. That's <laughs> and then she um, yeah. submitted some urine that was old and he goes, oh, no, you're a menopausal woman, you... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the classics. That's it. <laughs> Speaking of um, the Golden Triangle, how was your trip to Southeast Asia? Oh, fuck. 
I, it's I a great place, board. isn't oh it? Oh my god, I can't wait to go back because I did a lot of shooting. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, so, I remember in Vietnam, was it? Or did you do it in Cambodia? Vietnam, um, Cambodia, and Thailand. Mm. Yeah, so, but shooting guns. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, M sixteen. I love all. Yeah, rifles are my favourite. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not a big fan of the handguns. I just don't like the recoil. But yeah. Um, Target practice? Oh, yeah, yeah target yeah. practice. I'm not into yeah, hunting. But, yeah. Um, yeah, Matt did talk about the hunting, and I was like, oh. I remember mate went over there. <laughs> he was at Laos, and they, he shot a bazooka into a cow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. yeah they, yes. I don't, I'm not into cruelty. That's not, no, it did no. sound quite funny. Yeah, it does, he yeah. You can but. shoot the bazookas. It's like 500 US. Oh, is it? Yeah, and yeah. I was like, no, nah, that's not for me. Or some rocket launcher. It's like, no, I just want to shoot all the guns. Yeah. The guns yeah, I had a little go of the M16 and that. Was um, I loved it, and I had photos with it, and I said, oh... You might want to take that off your Tinder profile. I said, why? <laughs> it shows I'm adventurous. I was like, no, remember, that's what they got David Hicks. You know that guy who's stuck in Guantanamo? Yeah. yeah. I was a guy and they said, look at him. He's a Mujahideen with M16. He was in fucking Thailand shooting one of these guns. Oh, like, oh those look. fucking assholes. <laughs> they used it, man. That's shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I loved them. Um, yeah, love all the time. Good fun. To go back. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm a solo traveller. Like, I don't need to travel with anyone. And I just got mm. my own adventures and... Yeah, I did a lot. Just training. The second time I went back to Thailand, I didn't stay in Patong. I do like Patong to party, but yeah. I went to Shillong, so near Big Buddha, and I just, yeah. for training. Yeah, yeah. And it was just so. Where's that? That's um, Shillong. It's oh is that near all the MMA, like the, all the Muay Thai and yeah, right. MMA gyms? Tiger Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a whole strip. Mm. And that, that's where um, Unit 27, the CrossFit gym, and Primal, that's where I trained. Yeah, okay. And I was benching there. In the Were you doing CrossFit? No. Yeah. Have you ever I, thought I, I, about I've that? I've done CrossFit. I worked in a CrossFit box in Wollongong. Oh, yeah, so right. So I did a little stint as a strength coach there, and I did the CrossFit Opens in 2017. Oh, that's, I think that's how I fucked my shoulder. <laughs> because I was, you know, with just pure brawn, no technique. Yeah. Like, again, anything of a competitive nature is just like I go full mode. Yeah. And I'm like just with the snatches, just flinging up these weights overhead without, you know, the correct te- technique because you're getting time. Front. Yeah, it's for speed, yeah, isn't yeah. it? For speed, and I'm pretty sure that's how the impingement happened back then. Fucking crossfitters. Yeah. But look, it, I like the concept. Yeah. I think if you wanted to do it, you'd do a full foundation on like Olympic weightlifting. But you know, for general pop, um, I think you know the hit classes are great. But I think you need to really learn um, technique the technique first. Yeah, but like it, with anything, the, the conditioning, the running, getting on the air dine, you know, wall balls, mm. um, slam balls, things like that, you know, kettlebell swings, that's fine. But when it comes to gymnastics and, and Olympic weightlifting, there should be better, um, you know, better technique. Yeah, taught. I think, like, because a lot of people hurt themselves at the gym. They do. And I think maybe there should be someone kind of walking around going... But, you can't do that. Like oh, no, you can't, but yeah. maybe there should be because... Well, someone like me doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've never had a personal trainer or anything, but I go to the gym. Well, I've been to the gym and I do... And now I've got this thing, you know, with the, the one that goes like that. Oh, the pec deck, yeah. Yeah, and I'm quite good at it, but then something happens in the tendon on my shoulder blade oh. and it gets to there and, and then I've got to kind of... Pinches? Un- like oh, that, okay. and then I've got to go like this, like so unhinge might, it. Yeah, so it must be the way that you're... Yeah, something's not. Yeah, it's just. It feels like there's a tendon over the back of my shoulder blade. Anyway, I'm not. I'm doing something wrong. Mm. You know. So, but maybe you should have three months with a compulsory well, we, we, with a trainer. We generally have that, like where I work. Yeah. So there's introductions. Yeah. And some people take it on, but it's also some people. Oh, look, I'm fine. I don't need anything. Mm. Um, and you see people with te- bad technique, and I like the guy you know, karate chopping today. 
What the fuck oh, is no, that? He, that's his, like, he's crazy chopping because he, yeah, he's come from martial, I've seen him for years. He's martial, martial arts background. Each their own, it's different. <laughs> But like old school karate chop, karate chop. He he's got a box and a fucking bag on it. And then he was pulling the like, yeah. He goes, "I'll oh, just get out of the way." And I'm like, "Okay, what's he doing with that?" That's <laughs> very strange. Drags it over the out of the way. This old guy, Cobra and he's Kai just style. fucking oh, yeah, yeah. karate chopping the shit out of this bag. Wow. It was. <laughs> Yeah, it was very. <laughs> I've never seen anyone. Do oh, that. I've seen some weird and wonderful things. I've seen people like you know, with their with their techniques and slightly shaking my head, but I, you can't say anything because I have. You of all people should be able I to have say said something to something. someone and they get offended. I've said something. to The boys, are, look, boys, you need to just drop the weight down, and this is how you know you do the pull down. It's like they picked up their bags and they left the gym. Oh, they didn't like to be told. Well, they're dickheads. They really, yeah. Is, but know, also yeah. another girl too. She, you know, behind. <laughs> Behind the neck pull downs. Now, unless you've got that muscle mass, now she was just skinny, you know. Uh, and yeah, I, yeah. And she's just pulling with reckless about I'm going, oh my God, this is not good. And I broach, you know. I Why is that for people that don't know? Look, for the. Again, the trap, the um, rhomboids, if you've got that development there, and it's slow and controlled, and the way you're angled, and she's just there like this. She goes, I like the retraction. I said, well, use a, a resistance band if you want to get that activation. Mm. You, you're doing a heavy pull down behind the neck. I wouldn't even do that amount of weight. But yeah. She got very offended and, and I was told, look, do not engage. She's <laughs> the type that will take it all the way to the top and you won't win. Oh, wow, really? Just oh, trying to help them out. That's you ridiculous. Yeah, you, just, you are trying offended. to help them. I'd love that. Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, people are... Your shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking crap. Yeah, some people like... Um, we'll take that critique on board. Some people... I can know. I'd love for someone to be saying you're doing shit wrong. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's how you get better. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, you need to get at that at that age, though, don't you? Where you... But then again... Well, some, it depends. The, I, like, older the gym's a funny place, though, isn't it? You know, like mm. people go for different reasons. Yeah. Um, but you don't want to be doing something wrong. No, you're going to get hurt. You're going to hurt yourself. Who wants to get hurt? Actually, it I looks did, really embarrassing if you hurt yourself. I did hear a really good yeah. story actually um, <laughs> at Aventus. Yes, do tell. Uh, so a guy I knew from a while ago, he um, went in there for a one-off training session. He said these two skinny guys come in, like, and just loaded up the hack squat, and fucking, he said it, he's like racked it off, not too bad, went down. And just couldn't come back up. <laughs> What's that a um, yeah. musical instrument? Really? Oh, it's an accordion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like one of them, just fully compressed at the bottom. Shit. And how did he like? Yeah, they? they had to get three other guys coming help because his mate couldn't lift it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's not good. And they just grabbed their shit and left. <laughs> not for them. But oh, we tried because it, it's yeah. underweight, isn't it? With nothing on it, the 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 actual machine weighs. It's about fifty kilos. Yeah. So yeah, they put plates on it and thought, "Yeah, oh, two, right. two more plates, what, forty eighty plus Jeez. Oh my god! I'll, no, mm. <laughs> you get that? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was hilarious when I heard it. Just imagine it happens. I've seen people stuck under the bar, <laughs> or the bar like go like this because you know, they haven't put collars on. Yeah, and the weights and the fall weights off. Have been like, oh, oh like, no. what's wrong with you? And I'm like, even like ten kilos, I just force put them on. I put collars on. Yeah, yeah, and they're not hard to put on. You just Fucking squeezy end. People are just. Mm. Yeah. So, do you work out to music because you didn't. Oh. You don't like work training to. I've been listening to. My music 
is very eclectic. I have a lot of different music that I listen to. Yeah. Um, it differs to the cardio, obviously. Um, what was I listening to? Playlist metal. Yeah. Rock, Iron Maiden, Kiss, ACDC. Steel Panther? No. I was introduced to Steel Panther at work yeah. by a colleague. Thank you, Trent. Um, yeah, that was... An, yeah, they're great. Uh, it was good. They're a fun, I like fun band. <laughs> it was hilarious. Have you seen the film clips? I would like to watch you got to check them out. Look, Motley, I love all that. Motley. Yeah. Um, sometimes some dance music. But <clears throat> 80s, 70s, like ABBA. But for training, no, not that really. It depends on what, what's, what floats, floats my boat at the time on mm. my playlist. But um, I'll be honest, like even going back into Elvis stuff, really listening to some Elvis, but like you listen to the lyrics and some of his stuff too, and some of it's quite dark. Yeah, yeah. Because it was my favorite band, Danzig. Um, he did a cover, and I didn't know it was a cover. Mm-hmm. So it was an Elvis cover. What song was that? Evil. Evil. Yeah. Do you know oh, that no, one? Trouble, trouble or evil? Do you know that one by Elvis? Oh, I think so. Evil? Yeah. yeah um, my he had a lot of songs. Green-eyed um, Jack. What's was it? Uh, my daddy was a green-eyed Jack something. No. Yeah. I, I think I do know. I heard I a story about Elvis. He uh, walked, was walking past a car yard and there was this like homeless lady out the front. She was staring at a Cadillac. And he said, oh, do you like that car, do you? She's like, yeah, it looks good. So he went in the shop and bought it for her. Yeah, yeah. Have it was you heard a, that? It was a dude like that, man. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I think he did it a few times. I don't know what the fuck she was going to do with that. She probably sold it, but yeah, that yeah. was a very generous act. Very. Generous. He was a really nice guy, mm. and he was just surrounded by assholes. I think you know this happens to a lot of nice people, I suppose. With yeah, so yeah, they suck on that, don't they? they suck oh yeah, on it, man. Especially over in the states. And oh, that, absolutely. Mm. So where do you want to go now with bodybuilding? You've gone pro. Now that I've gone pro, so. Obviously, borders are closed. It's not much, you know, I can do competitive-wise at the moment. I had a friend that, you know, sent me a message. Oh, do you want to back it up with that? I said, look, I'm loyal to one federation, so I'll always do one. Oh, okay. And this took a lot out of me. It's like the last thing I want to do after this prep was like, oh, you know, do another comp. Yeah. And yeah. yeah so How I soon would it, would it have been? May 22nd, I think. That's pretty so soon, yeah. Pretty soon. Like if that was <coughs> on the cards, but it's like, no. They're not doing on, yeah. online. You think with with the bodybuilding online they might work year, actually. They were doing that yeah. last year, so the comps are happening now. But um, overseas, look, I want to be there. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, that's the half the buzz, isn't I it? I want to be there combining. What's that it like behind it? stage? Like, is there some, you know, like because you're getting, yeah. competing against that person. With me, like you fuck just, with their head or what? No, no, no. Uh. It, like for me, I don't talk to my com- um, people that I compete with. I'm yeah. not friends with them on social media. I don't follow them. I don't want to know who I'm competing against. You know, I just turn up on the day. I like to fly under the radar. So I don't. I wasn't posting that much only until the end. Mm. It's always I like you know. Oh, look, I'm prepping for summer. My uh. birthday's coming up, and then it's like, you know, people saying, "Oh, you're doing comps, like maybe." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like to share too much. Yeah. I don't like to talk things up until okay. I'm at a posing workshop, so if I've got the bikini on, something's happening. Yeah. So with competitors, not really. Look, you know, I'm there to focus. I'm not there to you know be be social. Mm. I'm there just to get in the zone, to pump up, get on stage, present the best package possible. Yeah. And 
and what do you do? Judges. What do you do to pump up backstage? Pump up. So is there weights there? Or? Oh yeah, I brought my own weights. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but it's also so think, think of the peak week. So I've depleted down to thirty grams of carbs. Mm. So with depletion training, we're going high reps, fifteen to twenty. So that's when I do the, the high reps. Yeah. So you're depleting all the glycogen from the muscle. You've dropped your carbs, so you're essentially like I got down to sixty kilos. So I lost ten kilos with this prep. Ooh, we're yeah. talking from mid December. <coughs> so when I cut the alcohol round <laughs> January, yeah. New Year's Day was the last time I had a drink. Yeah. So I got to sixty kilos depleted, and then you're starting the water water manipulation. So drinking a lot of water. Yeah. You're dropping your carbs down, and then after the depletion training, Thursday comes the carb up. So with the carb up, the water's dropping down. So you're filling up, but you're dropping the water. So that's how the muscles get tight. So it's like a super compensation. Oh, wow. So you get even more pumped up. Wow. But it's also with manipulation of sodium as well. What do you do with that? No salt or you are taking salt? There was salt up until, and then probably the last, I'd have to look at my notes, but then you cut the salt out on, on one day. Again, so the water gets lower, but the carbs are... Again, you assess and see how the body fills out because mm. sometimes you don't want to pump up too much because you can spill over. So it's always best to be just under. Okay. Just right. So, so it's all about definition, isn't it? The the definition. Muscle definition. It's not about how big. Yeah. It's always about conditioning and how you present. So sometimes it's better to be just under because on stage when you flex and squeeze, you can bring out that separation. How do they judge it? Because yeah, I was going to say, and it's, it's so hard. And is the judging fair enough as well? Yeah, yeah, they're judging pretty it good. There's yes. like a panel of judges, and there's a head judge as well. So they've mm. got that scrutiny, and they judge it on criteria. So the symmetry round is, you know, where you. And so as soon as you walk upon that stage, that's when you're judged. So if you're walking like slouchy, or you're and not smiling, it's like. Do you want to be there? So it is the yeah. presentation. As yeah. soon as you step foot on that stage, you yeah. should be smiling and the way that you walk even to flex to show that muscle mm. um, definition and then onto your spot and then you start in your compulsory um, round. So, so they tell you what poses to do? Oh, or is it about quarter turn, quarter turn, quarter turn. Okay. So there is a way that you present. So again, you're presenting your upper body, you're flaring your lats. You've mm-hmm. got your quads switched on, your core tight. Mm-hmm. And again, you should be smiling. Yeah. If you're like, I've seen girls with great physiques, but like like a salpice is like, do you want to be there or not? Yeah. They're young. They don't know. Yeah, not, yeah. Fair enough. And then your quarter turn. So they're, they're judging from person to person how each person looks from side, rear, front, back. Mm-hmm. And if there's any, you know, weaknesses. And then you get into your compulsories. So front double bicep, side chest, um, your tricep pose, your rear double bicep. And they actually threw <coughs> one in, which they actually cut out for a period of time, was the abs and thigh pose. And I haven't been practising that one. I did a few. Yeah. But she threw that in. I was like, oh, my God. But, like, you know, again, it's... Abs and thighs, so it's all concentrating on there. Yeah, just focus on... Bringing in that definition, the serratus as well, and ensuring that your quads are switched on. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. I can't. And then you I do a routine. Do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but look, I think when you're all um, dehydrated, 
when you're, you know, that lean under the lights and with tanning as well and flexing and squeezing yeah. Yeah. and then smiling. So it's... <laughs> yeah, what's the go... Like the, the tanning can get a bit out of control. I've seen some people, they only tan to here and then... Oh, look, it's hard got to like get a white head. On. Look, yeah. you should yeah. really match the foundation with the tan. Yeah, you should. But, you know, sometimes shit happens. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I was like weird. chocolate body and a white... I oh, know. Look, yeah, We're maybe trying to present didn't. it at the best possible. Yeah, you yeah. Just right, probably it? didn't you know? get enough time to get the right foundation. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, but look, it's happened to me in the past where I've done my own makeup and I didn't know any better. So, mm. um, and then you're judged on a routine. I hate the routine. I really do. What's the routine? It's a routine to music. So I think I sent you the oh, video. Yeah, you did. It, yeah. And like, it's too quick. I think. I, I like it quick. I just yeah. be off the stage because I'm not. Look, I like to dance. Don't get me wrong, I'm yeah. in clubs, but, but it's not when really it's what, on the what, stage... So it's about, though, isn't it? Seems about no, but it's the way that, again, that you're putting your compulsory poses into the routine and yeah. the way it flows. So it should be a presentation of the physique flowing into yeah. movement oh, okay. and it's sense. presented yeah. in a graceful manner. And you mm. choose the music or they oh, choose Oh, yeah, look, it? I've had yeah. many different... I've had In Excess, I've had Rose Tattoo, I've had Jimmy Barnes, I've had Jet, and I used Kylie and Madonna. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. Well, like, I had to soften it up because, like, I wanted you to do Judas Priest one time. Oh, which Grindr one? Did. Which song? Grinder. Oh, oh, that's oh, cool. That's fucking perfect. I forgot that song, but for Looking the Federation. For oh, no, yeah. that's, yeah, that's all. Yeah, man, actually, British Steel. I did a photo shoot. Like, apologies to all my vegan friends, but, like, no, yeah. actually, yeah. no, because I'm a meat eater. And that's what's in my Tinder profile meat eater. <laughs> um, and there's two, like, big hanging um, carcasses of meat, and I'm yeah. just, like, in my bikini. Yeah, yeah. This is the comp bikini just holding on and, like, chomping, ready to jump onto one. So I always, that would have been awesome. Oh, I can't wait to get the photo back for that. Mm. Yeah, but um, send it to me if it oh, comes. Really? Yeah, 100%. yeah, that'd be sweet. Alan Vella shot that one. I loved it. Cause is he the guy that did all your photo, your recent oh, photos? No, I've had like how many shoots? But I've had fuck five a shoots. lot lately. Yeah, the guy that did the um, the Terminator ish one. That's Matt Napick. Holy shit! I'll show you something. Oh, there's more. Magic. There was like girls, you know, mich- <clears throat> uh, bikini girls in with machine guns. Yeah, there I've was, seen was. Uh, cyber noir demeanor. There was. Uh, Another um, futuristic, like, Eon Flux. Oh, I love that. He was good. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. We've got to get you a Smack Panda shirt, like a real tight one, and you can do some stuff for us. That'd be great. Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. For sure. Yeah, we've got to get some new ones made up. Yeah, we do. Mm. We fucking Um, sold all the other ones. It's good. Yeah. But um, so we didn't – did we answer – Future of your bodybuilding? Oh, bodybuilding, yes. Yeah. Because so I sort of asked 15 other right. questions we, in between. <laughs> we digressed. Look, I think with bodybuilding, because the borders are closed at the moment, there's not mm. much we can do. So my goal is when the borders open, it's either Europe or Asia. But I'm happy with, you know, having a bit of balance at the moment, enjoying life, yep. just growing. So I feel that my body's rebounded well. So I want to keep lean. I don't want to be shredded. Mm. I want to enjoy life. I want to, you know, indulge. But, you know, it's just... At least where you can bounce back, is that your thought? Well, it's all, I've already bounced back, so to speak. So I'm sure yeah. I'll put on a couple of kilos, my face is filled out, and I'm happy. Mm. So the strength will slowly come back. Yeah. Um, the focus is on building, working on the weaknesses and putting on some more signs because overseas, you know, they're bigger mm. competitors. So we're looking at, you know, what um, the weaknesses are. So we're looking probably October next year. How do you how do you find you you know it's pretty hard for you. I don't know. Maybe you're really good at um, criticizing yourself or 
Mm-hmm. What? But um, how do you know? You what do weakness? I need? Yeah, oh, there's always weaknesses. What happens? Because it's you? hard <laughs> from today. Oh, I couldn't see any fucking weaknesses. For me, um, because of the injury with the rotator cuff, I know that I lost a lot of size <clears> upper body. My legs were always weaker. Now they, they're the strongest. Mm. Strongest part because we smashed it hard, um, Maria and I. But my upper body, because I wasn't benching as much, I had a lot more thickness in the back. Okay. Uh, in comparison to years gone by, the delts were popping a lot more, the arms were a bit bigger. But also <clears> I lost probably two kilos during corona because I, I didn't have access to the gym. Yeah. And the only thing I, I was think training, everyone would have though. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like yeah. I had access to a gym once a week and um, a friend up in Newtown, so all I was training was legs because I didn't have equipment at home for legs. Yeah. So that was the only how, thing. how often do you normally go to a gym? Five days, four or five days. Four, yeah, so four or five down yeah. down to mum. Mm. Oh, but just a comment there: that most people uh, lost weight during Corona. I think is probably not right. I well, think yeah. most people put no, about ten no. fucking kilos yeah. on. Like, um, I've got to seventy two. I looked at a video in September and I was training on my balcony. I thought, <laughs> I was like, what is? But then you know, I was smashing. Like I'd train probably two, three times a day, so the training was good. But then I was like having jars of almond butter. I finished that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was eating so much rubbish. Yeah. Because again, it was that boredom. It was like we it had no same. structure. Yeah. But I felt very relaxed and rested. And I didn't want to go back to work. I was like, oh. No one did. <coughs> it was no. the worst thing, eh? Hey, going back to work. I was like, oh, the gyms are open. He's like, no, I don't want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> so do you plan on like, what do you, what do you plan on doing when you do retire? Because you've had this hectic, long. <laughs> I wonder that. Yeah. Why retire? Yeah. Why retire? Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But what is retirement? You know that the retirement age is now what seventy. Mm. By the time we get there, there'll be no fucking pension. No, no, we won't There's be no allowed. retirement, man. They'll That's keep true. whipping that fucking pony. But I mean, like drops. retiring from body bodybuilding. But oh, look, you know when when the body can't handle it. But I'm sure there'd be something sort something of involved. Because <laughs> you've done it. Your whole, you've done yeah. something your whole life, haven't you? Dance. Swimming. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So. <laughs> Has it always been a competition that's I'm been your buzz? I'm very competitive. That's yeah. just the nature. Look, I was never really that academic, I'll be honest. Um, artistic, well, my, again, my sister was the artistic one. Um, Older sister? Younger. Younger sister. So, you know, for me, it was always athletic background and just excelling in that. That's a strength for me. Yeah. Why not? For yeah. sure. Yes. Well, I think that's a good way to wrap this fucker up. That was great. <laughs> this has been excellent. Yeah, yeah. Thank We've you. learned a lot, eh? Yeah. yeah. Good fun. to have you on. Cheers, Lisa. We appreciate it. Down. And, um, yeah, we'll sign off. We'll sign off. Fantastic. See you crazy Ciao. kids next time.